Boom, boom, outstanding. Sup, world, and all of our upgraders. How the heck are you? Thanks for watching our stimulus update. We're live on Facebook. Sup and ig if you're alive and well show us some love in the comments and if you're being held hostage and forced to watch our lovely show against your will relax your captors have really great taste <laughs> anyway seriously we want to make sure everyone's okay out there hit us in the comments anything you want us to discuss now's the time but um yeah we're talking about the second stimulus check it's wild out there i know we could all use a little assistance and twelve hundred dollars from a stimulus check could really help out i'm cameron ra 2020 independent presidential candidate and host and executive producer of upgrade america i'm pleased to be joined by co-host and co-founder cj today what's happening bro i feel so honored sir to be yeah, in here man you, you already know we talk this later on yeah but yo, um, I'm also pleased to be joined by Nyasha, the First Lady Mishu, and the newly appointed Upgrade America Chief of Operations. She's really holding it down with the t-shirt game, with the swag, the merch, all that good stuff. You know, and she's uh, the ops and behind the scenes stuff, she's, she's handling a lot of that. And we're, we're really pleased to have her on the team. And she's gonna be uh, discussing the merch the UA documentary, and um, maybe even she'll talk about putting up with me. You're doing a really great job, and you know <laughs> we're we're really excited to have you on the show. But yo, CJ, how are you? Is Florida still attached to the map because <laughs> there was a storm that shook the East Coast like a couple days ago? I, I can only imagine hurricane season down there. What's good, yo, bro? Uh... Hurricane season is normal. We're really, I'd say most Floridians are not concerned unless we hear category four or five-ish. Okay. Somewhere in there, which is like the highest levels of hurricane. So it was like category one, which is basically like rain for us. Um, so far, I haven't heard anything. I think South Florida probably got the brunt of everything. Um, as far as my morale has been kind of all over the place. So I am going to do the canceling thing next week. Um, just to, you know, pick my spirits up a little bit, talk to some yeah, professionals. Yeah, um, update, mom has COVID, so keeping it real, but it's not, it's not critical or anything like yeah. that, but she, she has it. She just found out, like, I guess the other day, grandma has it too. She got a touch of it. Um, so they're good. I spoke to both of them. So they're good. As far How as I'm feeling concerned. like overall, like, uh. You said I, I know they you said they're not like uh, hospitalized or anything. Yeah, yeah. Overall, like, are they like, non-symptomatic or? No, no, they have symptoms and everything, but it's not. It's kind of like the general like dry cough. Um, mm -hmm. My grandma mentioned like her legs felt like they're on fire. Um, my mom mentioned she didn't mention as many. Basically, the baseline symptoms of COVID. Yeah. They seem to be exhibiting those symptoms, but. Because my mom is very into like alternative medicine and everything, that could have thwarted what could have been probably fatal for my grandmother. 
I feel you. So she takes a lot of herbs and teas, and my mom's very into that. And for once, it's, uh, I, very I, powerful. Yeah, and my mom's the same way. So I just found this out within the last couple of days. So I was kind of like, damn, all right. But morale's still up. I'm good. It's just real. It's real life. Um, Indeed, man. So, yeah. Do you know the symptoms they were having for them to go to the hospital and get tested? Just like uh, my grandma, I can't remember exactly. Um, oh, shout out to JP. What up, JP? Hey, nice. shout out to Keith. Appreciate you watching, bro. Um, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Um, basically, the general stuff they weren't fit. My grandma does have a lot of health ailments. To put that mm -hmm. out there, she's she's about to be eighty five this year. Hopefully, um. So with her, it's kind of like, yeah, it just all depends. My mom, just like I said, the general stuff, like not feeling well, basically flu-like symptoms mm -hmm. from what I gather. So yeah, um, I'm good though. Like I talked, I spoke to my grandma yesterday, last night, spoke to my mom the other day. So they're both good. I keep y'all update on that, on that. And that's, um, what's, what state did you say there in again? My grandma's in South Carolina and my mom's in South Florida, which is a hot zone for Florida itself, even though Florida itself. We, we, we discussed that last week. You said that Florida was pretty hot. And yeah. um, that's just, it, it's really going to show like as these, uh, as it spikes, it increases, people are going to reconsider the state of, you know, the economy and opening businesses. And it's another reason why we need to, uh, you know, discuss what's going on with these stimulus checks but yes. do you have y'all got any uh shout outs before we uh discuss this the stimulus package yes i do i have um happy birthday to my brother and wamba so um i'm not sure how old he is he's older than me <laughs> and then my little niece she's not here yet but she will be here today so happy birthday to her her name is talia talia mayo Okay. And happy, um, happy birthday to my mother-in-law, Miss Myrna Francis. So, um, happy okay. birthday, mommy. Yeah, happy birthday, mom. <laughs> shout out to moms. Yeah, so that's my shout out. Anybody else? And always, hi, mommy. I know you're always watching. Okay, <laughs> that's what's up. Hey, hey, my mama. All right, shout out to moms. Nice mom. Um, y'all want to just jump right into it? Second stimulus? Yeah, let's do this. So the second stimulus check, um, let me bring this up real I'll quick. I'll be worried, but it won't pay my rent, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's, let's talk about the second, uh, the second stimulus check real quick. So, um, right now the deal hasn't been signed and sealed. No. So there is much speculation that a deal will be reached very soon, and... It's not because of, you know, you're on the verge of being homeless or, or hunger or anything. No, no, it's not even about that. It's because the Senate is on the verge of their 30-day recess. That's right. They want to reach a deal so it won't impact their summer vacation. So it's most likely that the deal is going to be uh, struck prior to Friday. Now, the Republicans had come forth with some ideas for what they want to do. The Democrats have to come together. We mentioned before how a lot of these bills, they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Let's, um, how do you say, give the people more money for, for the stimulus package and uh, other assistance, things of that nature. But like 
mad stuff gets slid into these bills yeah. like the table. So what I'm reading off is just a high level of some of the initiatives the Republicans are, are, are pushing for in this next stimulus check. And we're going to further elaborate on these. I'm just going over the basics. So number one, the 600 per week, uh, the $600 per week unemployment will end. As a replacement, the new program will cap unemployment at 70% of pre-virus wages per week. Two, second stimulus check of $1,200 for individuals and $2,400 for joint filers, plus $500 per dependents under the age of 17, only for those making $75,000 or 150k for joint filers or less. There's more. So, additional PPE loans for businesses. Is that PP PPP or PPE? PPE loans, I'm assuming for for businesses that have been that have seen revenues fall below 50%. So there's $150 billion for schools that physically reopen in the fall. My daughter will not make me <laughs> So I, I want to emphasize they are monetarily incentivizing schools to physically reopen in the fall. And they're dangling $150 billion for this as well. Additionally, there's going to be $16 billion for additional COVID testing. So that's what I got from there. The source from this is cnbc.com. I always say I'm going to slide the links in, but I forget. But yeah, uh, I'll I'm do my best to do that too. this year. But, yo, just hearing off of it, what are your thoughts on this uh, stimulus package um, that the, the Republicans are trying to put through? All right, First Lady, go go for it. Well, my biggest concern is the reopening of schools. Hmm. I refuse to send my daughter back. Um, I choose not going to be a guinea pig of no sort. Like I, I think that they're trying to push the schools to be open so they can open corporate America, pretty much. Interesting. Right? And um, they want to test our kids out first to see how that is, and then they're like, "Hold oh, on, what's back to work?" Are you saying they want to use send their kids back to school to, to open see- corporate America because there's a lot of people who are they can't go back to work because their kids are at home. Exactly. So is that another reason why that's they're pushing amazing. for? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't think about that, but that's you know, it's say that again. Hold up, run that. So it's like you got mad kids at home, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But people can't technically leave their kids home unsupervised. So it's like for them to go back to work, it's like more or less their kids have to be at school so they can go back to work because no yeah. one. Would, they're they're back at work, you know. Unless they're paying for a babysitter. That's what that's what uh, JP says on IG Live. He's basically co-signing what you just said, making yeah. our his yeah. guinea pigs for COVID. Yeah. That's, Yo, uh, that's- thanks JP for 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 adding. That uh, we we highly encourage our our viewers to to add. If you have any questions or, or comments, please uh, leave them in the comments. Yeah, questions or comments. We want to make we want to make this okay. interactive as, as possible. And that goes for you too, Keith. It's a bunch of conflicting things going on. So many agendas being pushed, I feel like. Um, and you got to think about the single parents or the parents that are very low income, that school mm-hmm. actually helps them. 
able to go make a living and now we're all in this situation they might not have a the ability to have a remote job and the school is the only thing that helps them at least try to help them survive and with the unemployment situation you know very overwhelmed and just it's a lot of factors man like i think school should just be virtual basically through next year no the- i agree with you on that and and I, I strong I'm strongly for and we mentioned this prior to COVID that we need to invest a great deal of money in virtualizing our education system. And they're dangling a hundred and let's just say hundred and five billion dollars for uh, reopen physically reopening schools. But I believe that money would be better spent into purchasing one equipment for all students. Two, ensuring that all students have internet access. And three, pump some money into an online curriculum, federal, across the board, where all yeah. kids are, are on the same level, learning at the same rate. And then you got to have, um, you're, you're going to need some sort of assistance for the, for the, the students. I think like, yeah. like the PA, uh, PE, mm-hmm. they should do like graphic design or something, you know, something related to ai software coding you know for children you're talking about for the electives and stuff for children yeah yeah the electives like um art class and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. it said pe and i was like physical education or yeah yeah physical education well they can incorporate that in you know every hour you know every day or every hour especially based on the age group they need to get that Mm -hmm. energy out so virtually you can promote the same thing but how do we solve how do we solve the um how do you say the issue of kids being home at loan while parents are in the yeah, workforce? I'm not going to leave my child for eight hours, nine yeah. hours a day. That's just not going to happen. She's 11, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't trust it. You know, we don't know who's trying to. Now, if we have this routine where I'm leaving my child home every day, then yeah. this person, my neighbor, he knows that I'm leaving every day, but my child's not leaving. Mm. You know, that yeah. that's that's crazy, you know? And I'm right. not her you know she's not supposed to be by herself since she's 13. okay so then we 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 got we got to figure out a solution then all right hold on i got a comment real quick um jp says it's a two-edged sword sometimes because my daughter is playing tennis and is looking for recruitment for college so you got all these different dynamics you know um shout out to you jp i know that's pretty tough and it's wild because tennis is pretty social distance actually as a sport um, you kind of got to maintain, yeah, because you kind of got to maintain your distance with the net. Tennis is a is a very challenging sport. That's I just got spanked. I just got spanked <laughs> by my lady the other day. I may or may not let her win. Oh, uh, but now nah, I got I got a solution for it. it was JP. Yeah, is his daughter filming like recording her like playing or practicing or something like that? Because that may be where we're at. Like now, you may have to send footage. You may have to send footage of your performance to, like, uh, you know, to these recruiters. Yeah, keep it updated. Yeah. So JP, my partner, said, uh, make sure you taking footage, like recruitment takes footage of your daughter as she's practicing or, you know, doing her thing, and just keep that updated. That's probably your best option at this point. To be honest, everything's basically going virtual. Like Cam's always been. Telling me I'm finally coming around to it, like yo, virtual ain't all the way bad to be honest at this point. It has its perks. It out for the kids though, for school because when everything's moving in, yes indeed, you know technology. So why don't we educate them on that instead of 
you know, curriculums that they're not using every day. So, yeah, and I laid that out, too. Like, I just want to emphasize in, uh, you know, the Upgrade America Policy for the Future book that you can get tablets for $25, and it has a lot of functionality. You can get on the internet with it. You can go on the browsers. You can watch videos and, and do various things. Emails, but, editing videos, all of, yeah. all of that good stuff. So it's like there's no excuse to why we cannot buy they're getting cheap like, too yeah. like the Chromebooks and stuff like that so there's no excuse on to why we can't get the equipment for students yeah. and then the curriculum as well yo CJ you went to DeVry I went to DeVry you said you did a blended learning yeah. mm-hmm. did the blended path too but I took a lot of online courses too yeah. and I, it did was like, the, I did more of the blended for me was better but my senior project was all online my capstone that's what it's going to be now all college online my daughter she's talking about yeah i want to go overseas for college i want to stay here <laughs> you're going to Europe. paris university online like, <laughs> well yo uh, we got overall, these uh oh. go ahead oh no i was gonna say we got the other uh concepts on the stimulus be- besides okay, education yeah, but i mean now you're saying overall what I mean, overall, well, go ahead and finish with your stimulus, and then we'll kind of wrap this up with a bow and then move to the next thing. As I mentioned, we, we went through the highlights. So the the $600 per week of unemployment is going to end. Well, we can't afford it. We should can't afford that. Yeah, you have a, a really great point on that, particularly if the economy closes and, how do you say, um, the, the unemployment increases. Mm-hmm. So that's that's that is a concern. The second stimulus, twelve hundred dollars uh, for individuals. You said you had some more information on that. Uh, I took it down. Nothing. Basically, what what the part of the article I was isolating was, it's basically going to fall under the same uh, circumstances as the first stimulus check. It's not mm-hmm. much of a difference. That that's the thing we we're going to just kind of. Let everybody know. Don't freak out. I've heard different things like you had to be under 40 grand. I've heard multiple different income things. You're right. And as we mentioned, it's not signed and sealed. You know what I did not see? And granted, my my due diligence was was limited. But like I didn't see anything about, um, how do you say, renter protection. Yeah. We are on the verge of the biggest... uh, foreclosure and eviction wave in history and right now uh you know my main platform for running for president you know to end homelessness hunger all that good stuff and right now we are at a manageable we're at a manageable half a million you know 500 of it's over 500,000 people who are who are homeless in america but like when you're talking about what we're on the verge of it could be millions it could be millions and it's like i've yet to see that outlined in in the the bill and it's like you hear all these things for uh the landlords because they're getting potentially you know they're getting i don't want to say they're getting screwed i mean shit happens it's corona season yeah yeah but like what 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 do you what type of protection do you have in place for the renters and we mentioned before i think it was season one you know, yeah. we're always talking about homeowners getting tax breaks and, and things like that. But like, what about the the renters? Like, what about what about some protection for for renters? So that's something I would like to see from our our 
our legislators. And that's something we need to discuss and find out a solution and try to Indeed. create something like a program that maybe we can push ourselves. You know, we talked Skyward, about right bro. Yeah. Skyward, like yeah. straight up and down. You're talking about a homeless uh, epidemic, uh, like unprecedented. I get it. Does the feds have a, a, enough money to buy everyone's house? No. Do they have enough money to make them? That's something else that's to be determined. Lord knows plastic is only $300 a ton. I mean, they're, they're, they're putting 100, 150 billion to reopen schools. Like, they got bread. Yeah, That's I the mean, money. It, it, it's, it's, it depends on what they want to do with it. You know what I mean? Hmm. Good and point. Yeah. It's like they don't, they don't care about poor and you know, homeless. You're absolutely right. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to finish it because. They don't care about the poor and the homeless because they haven't figured out the way to make ending poverty a business. If you find out how to make ending poverty a business, just like you found a way to keep over a million people in prison, you made that a business. That's why crime's up. That's why people, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're keeping, uh, you're, you're making bread off of that. That's so find a way to make money off of every homeless person. Find a way to house everyone and feed everyone and make money off of that. If you can't do it, I can do it. And I laid it out in Upgrade America, Policy for the Future. And I went into further detail on Skyward Building the Dream. Like, right now ain't the time to be dicking around in, in, in the house and in, in, in politics. Like, you guys are in power. The people need your assistance. And if you don't want to do it, you don't know how to do it, then, yo, here I am. Upgrade yeah. America. You know what I'm saying? We represent but I can rant on. I can rant out <laughs> all day. I can rant on all day. Like um, we see what they're presenting forth with the stimulus package. As I mentioned, it's not signed and sealed. It ain't yeah. written in stone. Everything is subject to change, and there's some sneaky, slick shit that's that's bound to be yeah. slid in there yeah, too. Yeah. But uh, we know our boys in D.C. They're watching our our you know our uh, our ABC boys out in Virginia. They're watching too. Yeah. Get this memo. Get this memorandum directly to you know to the president. Put something in there for rental protection. You know. Yeah. You you want a landslide in the re-election for Trump, or you want to win for Biden? We throwing out the ideas. And now at this point, I don't even care. At this point, I don't even care. You know, it's like, yeah, vote for me, vote, don't vote for me, I don't care. But at the same time, take these ideas to give me the credit, don't give me the credit. You know, but take these ideas and help the people, because that's what it's about on, on the show. You know, so stimulus check is where we're anticipating. We're going to have some real great news prior to Friday. And yeah. um, I'm going to tell you like this, all you, you people who are out there, and, you know, you, you see me running for president, and you're like, yo, this guy's a joke. But you, the people you are taking seriously... They're the biggest clowns. The people, I'm not saying that, but the people who you, that you are taking yeah, seriously, jokes. the people you are taking seriously, if they go on vacation this Friday and they, they don't sign that deal, then you need to reevaluate who you're giving your power to and if they really care. But sure. as I mentioned, I'm off my soapbox. I'm, I'm, I'm done <laughs> ranting on, on this how, one. But the thing is, my thing is, how could they care? And most of them don't, never lived in poverty. They never have to struggle for what they want and, and but here's the thing you're right so, but it's not their it's yeah. not their fault it's not their fault. it's like they're not doing anything they're like yo the people gave me this power so i can do with it what i choose but we need to we need to open our eyes our third eye and really wake up and, and see yes like, indeed the people indeed. are not for us you know this is the tricky thing cam and i talked about for really us to get 
substantial change rapidly. Yeah. Just example, protests when you're burning down shit. Civil disobedience at, the, at its highest form. I hate to say it, but that's the only thing that's going to get shit moving, where, where these people are in a very uncomfortable situation where they don't have a choice but to start passing legislation to help we the people. So See, now it's like, here's the thing. You're talking about civil disobedience, and it's like, it just sounds like a lukewarm revolution to me. Like, it's just like, yo, we're going to put our toes in, and we're just going to burn, like... These guys, you they not what they're doing is when you're taking that route, and I'm not saying I am against it or supporting it. I'm just saying, like, when you take that route, you've seen what you got. You got federal troops coming in by the boatload. Yes. And I dare say that these uh these 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 lukewarm, it's one thing to spray paint a sign, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But and, and to burn some shit, but I don't think they're built for what they are inciting. And that's large-scale uh, civil unrest and, and essentially warfare. And but I can argue the same thing. Civil unrest brings more solutions than voting, except locally. Yo, we you can look see... at the 60s. You can look at even today. I would argue and say we got more shit done when people occupied the streets. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot more shit done quicker. A lot quicker. What, what did we What did we discuss and see in season one when we just started uh, covering Rona? How this um, coronavirus is mm -hmm. going to impact our our ability to protest? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. with uh, right now with with it skyrocketing, and you said mm -hmm. Florida, pretty much all freaking over. Mm -hmm. It's like, is that effective? In um, or is that is that idea to to do that now? To I think okay, you raised the, you raised the point of they go on vacation and they don't approve this stimulus, mm -hmm. and Americans like okay, we watching your ass on the clock, and then they don't do that, and then okay, well we about to ramp this shit right back on up. Then you are gonna have to do something. You're not gonna be comfortable on vacation, so if oh, people yes, do indeed. their research, you can you know make people uncomfortable wherever they at. It don't matter. I've seen it. With politicians, they got. We we've seen it with Breonna Taylor, and people took it to the lawn. They took it to straight to their lawn, and granted, they were facing felony charges. I believe a lot of them were dismissed, but like, it. All I'm saying is, when you start, when you start looting and burning shit, motherfuckers ain't gonna be like, particularly the federal government who does not negotiate with terrorists. They're not gonna be like. Oh, they're burning stuff. Let's let they'll be like, yo, show a force and they're always gonna step it up. Yeah. And it's like right now, mm -hmm. I, I, I applaud the people who are out there, they're organizing and, and you know they're making their voices be heard. But when you wanna you wanna fuck shit up, don't shoot the tiger in the dick <laughs> with the BB gun. Yeah. All I'm saying, that's my analogy. If you're going to shoot the tiger in the dick. If you're gonna shoot the tiger, you gotta shoot the tiger to to to, to put him down. Because if you shoot him in the dick with a BB gun, it's going to tear you. You just piss him off. It's gonna tear you up. And uh -huh. I think that's what I think that's the analogy of what I see going on right mm -hmm. now. But that's the that's the reason why I said civil disobedience. There's many methods to getting desired results without having to loot. And one of those things is, like I said, is making it very uncomfortable for these elected officials to live their normal privileged life 
you disrupt that, eventually they're going to have to do something. That's going to also come down to each state to check their politicians. That'll make a more absolutely on yes. that. And that'll speed that up. If everybody from every state, like, yo, my people is like, I can't move around nowhere. Like, we got to do something. If you're doing this all 50 states, some got to move. So that's all I'm saying. Well, I totally agree on putting pressure on politicians, particularly for a stimulus check that represents the people. Like, I don't want to hear another stimulus package about anything about the business bailouts. Like, my understanding how a stimulus works is, granted, I'm no economics or anything like that, but my understanding is, like, money goes back into the hands of the people. And then, very let's, let's just keep it real. People are bad with money, and they're bad with time. Me in particular, because here I am starting to show like an hour, an hour late. But people are bad with money, meaning they're not going to be like, oh, $1,200. Let me put this into my savings account. Maybe buy a little Bitcoin and some ETS. Some people do, but the majority don't. The majority are like, yo, I see Gucci belt. I see like PlayStation 5. Like that's how they, that's how a majority of people think. Go ahead, first lady. She's going to say something. No, like some people Come to the mic. I can't hear you. Yeah, some people are spending the, you know, their stimulus check on things that they need. Like my last stimulus check, I, I went like crazy grocery shopping. Like I stocked up on water, rice, you know, beans, things like that. Because you, you had a militant, uh, you had a militant <laughs> boyfriend pressuring you to buying prudent supplies. But let's be it real. Like uh, <laughs> the, the meme was out there. People were buying tiger cubs when the Tiger King... <laughs> Drop, you know, people are buying yeah. tiger cubs with their stimulus checks. So it's like the majority of people are we not. Don't know. I mean, the stimulus check isn't that big, so we don't know if they're using. Yo, twelve hundred, a twelve hundred might be a little, a little nothing to you, but I'm it's not like it's not like. But I mean, it can't, it can't cover my rent. That is, that's actually, that's facts. <laughs> like, yeah. but you know, it definitely put food in the house for months. Like, oh, absolutely. And if that's yes. what you're using it for. Then that can go a long way. I would, I would argue it just it's just gonna all depend. We know America is horrible at saving, investing, all that good stuff, bad spending habits. But I would argue to say most people, especially now, were more focused on their necessities than luxuries. I'm not saying what you were saying is wrong. Yeah. But I can imagine from my standpoint, based on my micro view of where I live. Most people were like really worried about toilet paper, you know, hand sanitizer, like all this kind of stuff more so. I'm not saying I ain't see people buying TVs and whatever <laughs> else they could get and liquor, of course, because, you know, they kept liquor open basically here in Florida. Liquor, what? Um, and that's like, that's liquor, what I liquor and guns that kept flowing throughout the whole. Now, there's a good, there's a good mix. There's a good. Yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? Saying. It's like you have, and then again, you're, we're, you have to take into perspective the psychological effect of mass unemployment and, you know, and depression and, you know, hopelessness with this whole COVID, like no, no end in sight. And then you yeah. want to have the, the liquor stores open. Yeah, so well, then you can make the argument why you would buy the PS5 and all this other entertainment at home because you're uh, not able to home. home. Yeah, I mean, you're not able to go out and then... You can't work in most cases, so that's your only entertainment for sanity reasons besides exercise. You know, yes, yeah. 
start thinking about what people want and, and, and providing it for them. I mean, like, that's a big thing. If you can't work right now, it's definitely time to work on yourself. Yo, you know? create your own job in, yes, the, in exactly. the meantime. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. I don't and know, it might, to, it uh, might, it might uh, sound kind of silver lining, I guess, is Rona brought out more entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. um, just reevaluation of everything. It put everybody on, like, well, damn, like this can happen. Boom, I got to bust a move. So I think that's one silver lining with Rona as well. Um, y'all got anything else? I mean, wrap this mm-hmm. up. What do y'all think? Second stimulus, will it get passed? And do you think they will send everybody back to school? I'm really hoping they don't. They did give options for my daughter's school, but she's not going to that school. She we actually moved, so she's going to, I want to say, a better district school. <laughs> so um, they, they gave her options. It's like, you know, you could stay home mm-hmm. or, you know, go to school or do half and half. I opted out of everything. I I... Granted, it is depressing for her, but she is the only child, but we got her cats. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes, I forgot. Rest in peace, Ozzy. I'm sorry. Uh, the, okay. com- the chameleon. Yes. He, he died. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I just. I think he I- committed suicide because he, like, <laughs> he put his claw into, like, the, the wire with the lights and like, oh, may no. or may not, like, electrocute himself. But, uh, uh, yeah. He calls me the dragon slayer now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My daughter left for the summer and now her chameleon's dead. But Okay. Still still mourning him. Yeah. But like you were saying, you-, you made a very great point about like, yo, the silver lining is like it brought out a lot of entrepreneurs. Yes. And no uh, a newly uh how do you say COVID entrepreneur is well, I've, I've, I've had a few online stores. So I've had I'm actually have I have three I got a lingerie store now, um, gopremiumpleasure.com. Get your okay. some, you know, lingerie or some toys. Um, yeah. So. And what's the other one? Yeah, no, it's like the whole t-shirt swag I'm thing. I'm working on t-shirts right now. Um, that's, I'm working on a website for that. That's going to be dropping um, by the end of this month. Can you grab that one and show them when we messed up? To- well, <laughs> it's fire, it's, pun intended. Yeah. It's definitely work in progress, but um, okay. them, you know, he he definitely rocks a lot of them. I have some. I've made some. Yeah, so I, I, I never leave the house without Upgrade America my swag. My daughter's to, um, to my son-in-law, uh, little Anthony. Um, I haven't made his yet. We have to figure out his colors. But, yo, like, you said she got the t-shirt game on Smash. She's, uh, she got a little something little on there. It's going to be called Nice nice Special Tea. <laughs> but it's like, um, you know, when you start a business, when you when you start a business, you know, um, the, the one of the first steps to do is, you know, getting your EIN number. Yes. And mm-hmm. something we want to discuss is, like, I'm not knocking nobody's hustle, but I do feel uh, obligated to uh, not so much expose it, but to break it down. Like you have all these um, these online sites where it's like, yo, pay us 500 bucks and we'll help you set up your uh, your LLC. You don't have to do all of that. It's way cheaper. Cheaper. Me and Cam already did preliminary research. 
Like yeah. I have two LLCs, have Legion Tech, my tech company, where I do like some WordPress sites, applications, oh, things of that too. nature. Like that is an LLC. Uh, Cameron Ra 2020, the the LLC which I'm managing the campaign is is also another LLC. But anyways, you can do all these. Uh, you can do all the legwork online it, to register an LLC. At least in the state of New Jersey, is like 75 bucks. Yes. The EIN number is free. You have countless oh, services yeah. or they're trying to charge you like 50, 75 bucks to get an EIN number. All you have to do is go to irs.com and you can make it for free. But some other things we need to discuss is like, you know, trademarks, copyrights, all that other good stuff. But what did you want to discuss as far as business formation? Oh, well, let's, are we done? Well, we're done with the second stimulus and schools reopening, just so everybody knows. So now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, my bad. The, the business the business side of things on upgrade america so we're talking about business formation so go ahead got it um i, I just wanted to say you know uh just gotta keep pushing i and i know that you told me um that you learned that you really don't get returns until like the third year um I, i'm not saying like your business won't pop from the first week to you know two weeks whatever it may but you, you just have to be ready to to keep on pushing and keep on working it's a, it can be a grind. It really and is. It really is. What I meant was like um, they say that typically most businesses don't break even, meaning mm-hmm. like you're, uh, you're in the negatives. You could be in the negatives for like up to three years. I do want to, I only want to interject because in this glorious 21st century where we have virtual products yeah. and, you know, you also have other industries where the, how do you say, the barriers to entry are very low. And the cost of materials are very low. You can break even off the rip. Yeah. If you really want to break even from day one, write an ebook. Exactly. Like it costs you nothing if you, you, know, if you already have a phone. Did, so I mean, yeah, you yeah. Can't do it. She was ten years old when she did it. So if you can't do it, shout out to Naraya in the land sad. of fear. But yes. she wrote a she wrote an ebook, and because she already possessed the phone and had access to a computer, there was no there was no cost to it, and she broke even right away. And, you know, she's and her editor was her work. mommy, so. <laughs> but no, I'm sorry, I kind of got off the weeds, but I only want to emphasize that it's not like you're opening up like a car wash yeah, or, or it, anything it else like that where you got to pay equipment off. Yeah. Like in, in this day of entrepreneurship, you can break even right away. You, you actually start your business with zero dollars in your bank account. Zero. Like, True. um, there's things where you can open a website for a trial period, you know, uh, drop ship. You don't have to pay for it until you order it. Shout out to Printify. And uh, I forget the one that I, I sent you, your tea, that the one that you're wearing. Uh-huh. It's actually printed from an online store. Printful is, is the name of it. But more mm-hmm. or less, you don't even pay for your T-shirts. The only time you, the only time cost is incurred is when someone wants to buy your stuff. So they it's called print on demand. And gotcha. Yo, I want I want that upgrade America tea. Boom! User clicks the button. Someone, oh, uh, mine are printed in America. They print They're it and then they send it out. You're giving them way too much credit because you know we're working on. Oh yeah, Printful ain't doing all these all the custom teas. Yes, yeah. mine custom. No, not one is alike. Okay, so they definitely that's why they're special teas. NY special teas. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm actually working on crop tops. 
skirts, you know, little shorts and stuff like that. Um, I will have some models, you know, my daughter's be modeling, my nieces, my nephews. Cool, so, cool. Um, okay. yeah, just, you know, the brand's on its way, you know, check it out, look out, because it's going to be fire. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, that's what I like about t-shirts is because there's very little barrier to entry. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're limited by the depths of your imagination. You got a cool concept, cool art. Well, print it. You literally print it out because that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. We get it on the computer, print it out. We were ironing it on. I acquired a t-shirt press that I may have messed up because I didn't follow the directions, is which is precisely why she's in charge of operations. Yeah. Oh, I also want, I know that we did our shout outs, but my nephew, he has his clothing brand. I'm not sure, I forget the name of it, but his name is Ganja. Um, his name is Dior, Dior on Facebook, but he sews his own clothes. He designs them. Wow. Um, okay. Yes, he's very talented. Um, so it, may may not be for, it may not be for the older crowd, but the younger teenage, yo, they're really out there. I may, I do like some of his stuff. Does he do custom jobs? Yes, he does. So then we may need to have the collab in the future. So, I mean, it's really out there. I love it. And I'm, I'm just happy he's 21 and he's pushing. You know, he, he knows that, like, he doesn't want to be tied down to somebody, a boss, telling him what mm -hmm. to do. So yeah. he's making moves to, to pursue his dream. So That's what we talked about, what, the uh, Black Digital Renaissance? That's what we, we brought up a few episodes back. Yeah. And his name is Ganja, too, so it's, it really is Ganja. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's catchy. That's good for branding and everything. You're going to get people just off that part. Yo, one thing is we want to say is like, it ain't no, um, it's not a get rich quick scheme yeah. or get rich it's overnight. It's, it's like, hard. it can deter a lot of people because like, as you mentioned with your, with your cousin Ganja, like you got to grind, yeah. nephew, pardon, you got to grind like with it and you got to stick with it. And my, my advice to, to anyone who's listening out there, if you have an idea, make sure you love it. Yes. Make sure you adore it so so does. much that you do that you can stick with it and push it for, as we mentioned, three years. Hopefully you make your bread a lot quicker yeah. than that. But, like, if you stick with it and you really love it, it's going to bear fruit. You hear that, Ganja? Love you. All right. So y'all want to let's get into some pop culture, lighten it up real quick. Cool, okay. cool. Um, all right, so these are my questions. Uh, new apps you guys are into, um, movies, music, shows, what y'all mm -hmm. been watching. Talk about UFOs again. I know Cam wanted to discuss that. So, what and you, you know, got? You already know. Um, new apps. I'm trying to think. What you using that's new? Um, let's see. Let's check out my phone. I'm not too sure what I'm, um, I don't recall getting any new apps as of lately. Okay. It's not new. It's, it, I mean, it's an old app, I guess, but I do have um, an app on here that I'm, like, recording all my phone calls and my videos. I shouldn't tell people that on here. Because <laughs> she's a spy. I know. Um, I'm hearing that Trump wants to ban TikTok and... Yeah, I was getting ready to say that. I thought yeah. it was supposed to take place uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and it's it's kind of conflicting because somebody brought up something very interesting on Twitter. What's up? They were saying you want to, so what about your users that are voting age? So you ban TikTok, you lose a base 
that could vote for you, possibly. Yo, he has a grudge against TikTok because TikTok is what foiled his, uh, how do you say, his... his the rally, right? His, yeah, his rally. Like, my understanding with that, and we don't think we covered it on the show, was that... We, lot, we touched on it, kind of, but not in depth. Yeah, we I did touch that. on it. But it's like they RSVP'd, like, millions. <laughs> so he was just like... Yeah, this is gonna be bigger than ever, bigger than ever. And I was just like, chirp, 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 crickets. But yo, um, I kind of want to wagon wheel back into that, uh, into the rally. And uh, I don't know the man personally, but it sucks when anyone dies. R.I.P. to Herman Cain. Yeah. Like Uh now, my understanding, he was at the Trump rally, and he was not so much advocating, but he was announcing that masks would not be mandatory and was seen at the rally without a mask. Hmm. Any thoughts on that? I I run into different people since I went through South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, but I'm just going to speak on Florida mainly, day to day. I get mixed reactions. I would say most people wear a mask. They have the courtesy to wear a mask when they're in the store or whatever. I know I picked up some art that got framed and the owner was like, I had to take my mask off. She was very like kind of cavalier about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to keep mine on just for your safety and just, you know, just to be courteous and like, like so she's like, that's cool too. So it just varies. I mean, to be honest. I don't honestly. think that people are taking this seriously until like it hits home. You know what I mean? Like- yeah. And not for nothing, you like COVID and, and your family is kind of hitting yeah, close to, to me I, too, I, man. I didn't know that they were in two different parts of the, the country, you know what yeah, I mean? Well, so, full disclosure, like we met up almost a month ago. We were all together, but my mom kind of, my mom and grandma kind of, I don't want to put my sister on blast, but let's just say we had some extra guests and that probably could have contributed to my grandmother contracting it possibly and luckily she doesn't have a very severe form of covid I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. On that. she just, no, just it's just up. weird how it hits people differently but to mm-hmm. be fair it's like every person comes in every person that we come in contact with probably comes mm-hmm. in contact with a bare minimal of 10 yeah and if yeah, you do the whole the exponential web of like mm-hmm. it could very well be anyone and that's what's kind of weird about it is because it could be any you could you could experience it two weeks later and you'd be like, hmm, is it from the guy the guy from the gas station? Uh, look at her on my look at her on my vibration. Are we saying gas station at the same time? Like, is it <laughs> it's someone from the grocery store? Like, you know, it's it could very well be be anyone. And and I don't want COVID to and I'm not saying this is what you're experiencing, but I, I've heard it other stories too, like COVID is, is it's making people scared of people. Yeah. And, uh, well, I've never liked to be around people anyway, so... <laughs> I, I, I kind of like it more. Like, I, I don't know, like, all the people, anti-social people. It's like, when we're on a trail and stuff, people don't say hi and stop talking to us anymore. It's like, yeah! <laughs> it's like, well, I would say, I would say this. I'm gonna push back on this. People are not antisocial because we're naturally social creatures. Yeah. Let's we'll say you're selectively social. That's a new term I just. Interesting. Like. I like that. Because I, yeah. I, I believe. That uh, be a social butterfly. I had. I feel the same way. Like yeah. I can be. I'm mainly introverted, but at the same yeah. time, I need to be grow little wings and be a butterfly. Then, you yeah, know. exactly. I can fly. He's my best friend, so I, I really have Aww. the most fun with him. So. Uh, Likewise, well, I mean, I'm my best 
my best oh friend. My <laughs> she's my she's my second best friend because we have a benefit package. You know, she she supersedes she supersedes you, CJ, and you you coming in at a close third. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that. <laughs> Cam, I'm not touching that. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, you bringing that hung day back? <laughs> throwing, that, throwing that X up like uh, when we were in Korea, like when we tried to, well, at least me personally, when I tried yeah, to. Yeah, I ran into that young too. Young Korean ladies, they'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah, they do this. That's They reject you straight up like this. I was like, no hard feelings. Yeah. Like, no, you too. No, you too. Uh, they were like, too buku. I'm like, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, we got to keep this Disney PG. We got to keep this PG. <laughs> nah, I, I I, come to this. I, only Koreans that know what you said. So um, about the, um, well, what I've been watching real quick is um, I watched Parasite, this anime on Netflix. Very good. Okay. It's like 20, 20 something episodes, 24. They all like 30 minutes a piece. Is that where he got something coming out of his hand or something? Yeah, it's I've awesome. I've seen the preview for the one, that. One it's really good. Which one? Which one? Watch with the, uh, it's like really uh, spiritual. It's the anime on Netflix. I don't know. I watched. Why don't you watch on Netflix and it's like really, it has like a lot of religion, you know. Mixed into it. Yeah, to give me a name or we're lost. It was like it was like it was a while ago that I seen it. Because I know Berserk is Berserk is my favorite anime. It's old, but it's it's on Netflix. They it's like it started off as a series in the eighties, and then they uh, they they redid it. They redid it and they uh -huh. made it into instead of they they chopped the series up into three movies. But that's some oh, okay. of my favorite um, anime. Castlevania is on there. It's pretty dope too. Okay. On Texas anime also used to get my butt whooped in that video game. But yeah. how's Parasite though? It's really good. Y'all should check it out because the storyline is excellent and it really yeah. philosophically challenges you on how you think about humans, animals, all this stuff. Especially during this time, mm -hmm. it really puts stuff in perspective. Like I think y'all should check it out. And then I watched which you both should like, especially nice since you're into fashion and everything. Um, the remix of Fashion and Hip Hop. That's a documentary on Netflix. Hmm. Definitely check that out because okay, you would like it because it definitely heavily kind of focused on women. It seemed like a little more in this, mm -hmm. so you definitely want to check that out. They had the men creators and fashion designers and all that, but. It seemed like they highlighted women, which is a nice touch and stuff I didn't know about. So you want to check that? It's like an hour. That's it. It's really good because you you watch the evolution of hip hop and fashion grow together, and you see like high fashion. Like, oh damn, that's actually hot. That's what's hot, right? Yeah. Did so they throw they the um the the throwback phase in there? Oh yeah, bro. Can you throw back see, like, cross colors, call canai, like stuff like that in there? So yeah, it's it's dope. Nah, you'll like that. You really should check that out. I think it's. I hope it's inspirational as Make well sure to the brand. Make sure you guys check out the America documentary. It should be on Netflix very soon. <laughs> well, oh, okay. very, very very soon is a relative is a relative term. <laughs> <laughs> Momentarily is is also vague, but um yeah, that's uh that is kind of um. Uh, one of our objectives is to um, kind of package the documentary and either we're, we're looking at Netflix 
or Amazon is is another uh, is another one of the solutions we're considering on going with. But yeah, we want to package this whole um, do-it-yourself politics in documentary, uh-huh. and then it's um it's, <clears throat> we're we're calling it Upgrade America. <laughs> And more or less, we're going to outline the steps to individually run for president of the United yes. States, starring yours truly and my lovely lady Nye. But um, um, she's in, she's in the front scenes too, you know, because it's like yeah. technically making the documentary, doing this podcast, making the swag, making the shirts. That's all part of the campaign. So we got to document awesome. that process and show the people how to do it. Because look how far uh, we came. You know, with a small team a, a, and a limited budget. But again, yeah. I emphasize that I know there's, you know, there's, there's just players out there who got more income. You got a broader social media reach and you have more resources, a bigger team. You too meet the requirements to individually, independently run for president. Like, we're going to show you how to do it, you know. But uh, excuse the background noise because my, my, <clears throat> my little kitty son is up and playing. So. Uh, okay. nah, like- it'll be all right. Um, I was gonna since you brought that up on our progress as a mm-hmm. podcast, I think this is a good opportunity to talk about one of our milestones that came up that you mentioned. Oh, you talking about a hundred? Uh, we got a hundred subscribers on our our YouTube channel. Hopefully, hopefully, I, I don't say uh, hopefully I don't say anything uh, offensive and make anyone unsubscribe before <laughs> this video is done. But last time we checked, YouTube gave us the the official email. Like, yeah, our subscribers are, are up there, and we love you, and we we thank you you all for really supporting the channel. Like, uh, yeah, thanks, upgraders. We we appreciate you internationally and domestically. Domestically, has been growing like wildfire. True, true indeed. So. Appreciate that. Because it, you know, it, it definitely shows where you guys started and where you guys are at now. Um, <laughs> I, I see you already smiling. <laughs> even even in our beard growth. I <laughs> know. <laughs> you guys are looking like grown men now. <laughs> you guys are all beard faces first, you know, episodes. We, now we have respectable beards. <laughs> Well, yeah, yo, we came, we came a long, we definitely yeah. came a long way, and to some extent, this is a. Right now, I don't want to say it's amateur hour because we sure as hell ain't getting paid. Yeah. I'm looking at my Patreon; it still says triple zero dollars, but it's it's all gravy. Like the money's coming, but as we mentioned, it's a grind. You gotta put time and energy into it. We are doing that. And where we're going with our business model is, yeah, we're growing it from the ground up, but we're looking to partner with uh, some more veteran established people. We have a long list of people that we would want to work with. Um, throwing out some names, I would like to work with Will Smith. I, yeah. I, I like how he built himself up over the years. I like very, res- very respectable. Okay, hey, she's dope. Very underrated mogul, actually, Queen Latifah. Uh, that's, that's she's worth uh, looking into as well. I heard she did a lot. She did a lot of work in New Jersey. Yes, she's and in and, and and New Newark. Yeah, so it's so like um, well. it's it's nothing to uh, you know to 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 reach out and, and see if we can get in contact with her. You already know I want to work with Jay Z. Yeah, so he's on the list as well. I mean, we got a whole long list on there. LeBron James is, is on there as as well, but we got to see who's the best fit and and who we we can really sit down and and upgrade America with. You but know, do, uh, do you have any, uh, anyone in particular you would want to uh, work with? I like 
I like Spike Lee, and um, I know sometimes I don't agree with like stuff he says. He says some like stuff I just don't agree with, but overall, he's one of my favorites. Um, activism through film. Um, yes, I, I think he's dope. Um, a couple of people, I think it's Robert Johnson in the financial world, black uh, venture capitalist. Or, now, why, 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 why him particularly? Because I like some of the plans he was talking about for reparations mm. financially in the financial sector, like how we can kind of knock that out quicker if See, all of banks come together nationwide and just do like 2%. I think that was his plan. He said that can make so much progress for us. So Interesting. That's one of the concepts. We kind of touched on one of the episodes. I think that maybe the reparations episode or one of the other episodes we did touch on it. So uh, we'll do some more research. That's just a couple of people off the top of my head. And and, and I want to emphasize that we're um, we're talking about the partnership because typically, say we were to get acquired, and we did not agree with um, how you say what the people who are that we're working with, mm-hmm. their agendas could be pushed to our show, and we don't want that. We want yeah. to maintain ownership of our show. We just want to get some financing and, you know, some uh, assistance in, in, in various other ways. private doors. <laughs> sure. Angel investors, hell yeah, we'll take uh-huh. it. But yeah, right now, I'm, I'm glad that we are able to uh, stay afloat and operate just on our shoestring budget. But at the yeah. same time, it's like the, the end game is we're going to generate revenue from this. Well, not necessarily the end game. That's just yeah. getting started. We'll just say the evolution of... Yeah, of, yeah, that's more accurate. I got you. Um, you got a stopwatch going off in the background. Oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, I wanted to quickly touch on the movies going digital. You and I have been talking back and forth about mm-hmm. this. You know I'm a movie head. I used to love going to the theater. I severely miss it. I liked um, it as well. It's like particularly, you know, you got the recline, big screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't see why. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Yo, the driving is already making a comeback. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. We were just saying, like, we need a drive-in, but they gotta have like, they gotta have like some banging food, man. Like, yeah. So you pull up, and then you so know you get, get some. Like, but you can bring your own food now. You don't have to worry about fighting to sneak shit in oh, and no, all that. No, I got that, but I'm just saying I want to entice people to make some bread because it's like one thing to. Uh, night, you know? Yeah, like, it's one thing that, you know, you pull up and you got the big screen and you're watching the movies and, and what have you. It's, it's another thing that's like, yo, now you can get soul food or empanadas or or, or, or what have you. You know what I'm saying? Like, have, have some, uh, like, a little on. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Remember where you took me in Orlando, bro, when they had a little carnival festival with all the food spots I'm on the street? Where was it? Where, where, where did it we go? It was downtown now? Orlando. I believe. And oh, I- no, no. Hold on. I took you to uh, International Drive. That's where it had all that stuff. Well, something like that, right? All those little food spots lined up. But mm-hmm. it's like... No, no. Nah, nah. Here's the thing. People will be maybe less late. They got an app or something, and then you just order it, and then, and then like, they come to you. Something. <laughs> I don't know. But it's, 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 worth, it's worth thinking about. We were brainstorming. But you said movies are going more digital, faster. Yeah, so I'm going to read these quick head, quick bullet points from the news off of CNBC website. This is okay. like Tuesday. Um, 
AMC Theaters agreed to show Universal Picture Film on the big screen once more to grant Universal a smaller theatrical window so it can make its titles available on up. Oh, shout out to IG. They're going off. Appreciate y'all hey, Peace out, in. IG. We appreciate you tuning in. Let me go ahead and I'll go ahead and end that real quick. All right. Um, yeah. So as basically when movies come out, like new pre premieres, they'll come out, right? So as a part of the deal, Universal and Focus Features must play movies in cinema for at least three weeks or 17 days before releasing those films on premium video on demand platforms. So that's like your Netflix, Amazon, Google Play, Apple, whatever. Um, I, I like that. I, I like that accessibility, mm -hmm. and particularly because of these times that we're in. But it's like, I don't either, but at the same time, the conceptual, I, I one day I envision a, a time where I will have time in abundance to watch yeah. films and things of that nature. But like, why isn't Netflix jumping on it or, or do they? It I'm kind of thinking I should add them, uh, get more in my stock portfolio if they are going to make that move. Because well, you know, getting those Netflix, movies... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm just saying having access to those movies like right away... Mm. In social distancing times, it, it sounds like a very smart business move. It's just making the profit off of it. That's the issue because you got to think if it's right. coming Netflix and stuff like that. We already pay our membership fee. Where is the profit? Uh, so here's how, here's how I would do it. I would either do it like, okay, so you got your Netflix membership, right? And you're paying that for that for the month. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. So. so you're paying your money for the month. But then it's, at the same time, say you're paying standard... You can pay, like, let's say another two, three bucks to watch a movie on demand, like a new movie. But you have some sort of platinum package where it's like overkill, where they like charge you, like, I don't know, additional $20, but you can watch all the movies, the new movies out there. They'd have to add a certain uh, different packages. If I were Netflix, that's just how I would do it. Yeah, and I don't. Go ahead, First Lady. Go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. You're going to say something. So I was just going to say, like, how is that affecting the actors, their salary, you know, the, the production, you know, costs and stuff like that? Because mm -hmm. you got to think, going to the movie theaters, what do we pay, like 15 bucks each? Yeah, no. You know, uh, then you got snacks and things like that. And, you know, they're running this, they're running the movies, what, like maybe five times a day on maybe. average, More six less. times. And, and how much sometimes those, those seats are so, uh, packed. But hold on, I want, I want to interject though. So here's the thing with the going by home, you eliminate the cost of the salary for the movie theaters, mm -hmm. you eliminate the infrastructure. I dare say the rent of those huge buildings and theaters that's that's adding to the cost of the, the movie ticket. So maybe if you are reduced, you eliminate all that, you may be able to reduce it down to, uh, like I said, five bucks per movie for film, maybe even seven. You know, watching the comfort of your home. But, but hold on, I want, I want, I want to say one more thing though. Movie production has gotten cheaper, yeah. particularly. Look, what we're using with this green screen, it's, it's all about that. Yeah, we talked about it in season good. one. They're not even using real people for for extras. They're using CGI people and stuff like that. So you, movie production is getting cheaper. I, 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 I so I think I think it's, it can be possible and I still mean, make I, money. I think it can make money. I just don't think they're gonna make as much as money. I think with it's, actors and actresses. I, I would say they would be able to negotiate a lot easier 
um, they would have to renegotiate their standards on like, I want more ownership or percentage of these profits or this. Mm -hmm. This actually kind of puts them in a better situation because the say movie execs, directors, all these people can't come to them. Oh, well, we got to push all this money and marketing and this. Nah, not anymore. Everything's digital now. Yo, so and, and like you said, when platform. you got it all in one platform, you don't have to market. It's just like Netflix does that. All you got to do is, if you're a Netflix watcher, enjoy your regular day, go to Netflix. Oh, what? Word? Like Star Wars 12, 13, yeah. 14, mm -hmm. whatever came out? Like, you, it's going to be there. Yo, you already know. And they're talking yeah. about revamping the, the, the franchise and the storyline. But Oh, you already know. I'm, more, I'm a Star Trek. Yeah, you and your little V. V fingers. I, I just became a Star Wars fan. Don't get me wrong, I like Star Trek. I, I, let's put it to you this way: as far as what I perceive to be more realistic, the Star Trek franchise seems to be more realistic. If you look at my what I envision humanity like in that far into the future, I could see it kind of along those lines. U.S. Space Force, Star Trek. Go ahead. Continue. Oh yeah, you they they, <laughs> they literally took the freaking logo. But yeah. is not the is it not a USS? What is the Enterprise? What was the it's the US Enterprise or is the USS Enterprise Starship? US, I think it's USS Starship, something like that. Either either way, but Star Trek is cool. I'm not a hater. I just like Star Wars more. So I want a lightsaber. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that was basically the news update. I mean, movie update on news and all that good stuff. Um, hold on. Let me see. Get back on track here. We're doing pretty well. What time yeah, we were? Some mention. Uh, we got an hour and and some change in. There was some mention of. Um. Oh yeah. You went to the range. Go ahead. You went to the range yesterday. We we both had a range day. Oh well, yeah. Three Let's of us get had to that real quick. Okay. Yes, we had, we had a range date. Okay. Talk about, about your experience at the range. We we are two A enthusiasts. Yeah, yes, well, indeed. I will, I will definitely present him some footage of me, um, you know, wielding that. I slide thing. it in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's deadly with it, man. Y'all, y'all, very sinful today on this. <laughs> I'm talking trash. Go ahead. Oh no, I, my pun was uh, was unintentional, but I just caught it. <laughs> but um, I definitely suggest that Americans should invest in their, you know, their right because I'm going to. I'm I think that he made me a, a fan of guns. I think that everyone should definitely have a She's real she's gun. addicted to power. She's oh, like stop it. I I can engage a target from five hundred meters? Oh my god. <laughs> she's an addict I now. Ever, man. I I do I do have a little, you know, something I want more and I want like I don't know. Um, so we took um we took her uh took her to do some pistol shooting, you know. So she handled the 380 pretty good. Yes. And then yesterday, you know, we shot the shot a nine, and we also shot an AR-15. Okay. And um, not for nothing, I was trying to tell her, like the pistols, the recoil with pistols, uh, you know, they jump because they're smaller, but there's a lot of I find that the the rifle recoil is 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 a lot more manageable. Than, than than the pistol, but she held yeah. it down pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna give a little uh, overview on the nomenclature of what we had. So oh, yeah, so for regular people, like this is explain nomenclature. 
Oh uh, yeah, no nomenclature. My bad. I'm just uh, how you say uh, using fancy words that I don't get to use very often. But uh, it's like parts, parts and uh, parts, specialty parts and and whatnot. But anyways, we had a, a hologram uh, pop up reflex site. So more or less, it's like that's a that sits on top of the rifle, and then it's like you can change it to various shapes, like a circle, a dot, or a crosshair. Yeah. I, like, I like that. that like. For all my people that are not familiar, like in the gun in the gun world, that's like Call of Duty. When you got yeah. your weapons and the little thing pops up and all that, that's what he's describing. Go ahead. And and that's best used at like close quarters combat, meaning like room clearing, fifty meters within fifty meters, something like that. Because you're not really aiming precisely; you're just like looking through that sight and looking at your target. And if they line up, pop out. Pull the trigger and then you know switch cheese them. I mean, but she handled that very well. I can't wait until I get efficient and then my daughter so I can teach her because people do this as sport, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I would love to do that with her. Um, I just need her to know how to use it first. And, and that's why I want her to be it. proficient with it so that she can teach her daughter. We also what used um, we also used uh, a a conventional laser, mm-hmm. and uh, this is. Just a, it's it's a beam. Whatever you point it on, it will come near. It's not exactly where the beam hits, the bullet's gonna hit. It's, it's not exactly. Idea. Yeah. So you can literally you can walk your shots in and, and adjust your fire. She handled that very well, also. And I took it back to uh to Air Force Security Forces training with the iron sights. Who? Iron, iron sights. I do. I think that you should really uh learn on that before you use any technology or anything because yeah. if, you, if you're in a situation and your batteries die and you yep. don't know how to shoot your weapon it's gonna be bad okay and it's like those are the fundamentals like the iron sights so that's like i wanted her to you know just to get the hang of it we have all this sweet gucci gear lasers holograms and whatnot but like my dear lady nice said like if it's it hits the fan and you're reliant you're only efficient with technology and like, you know, you're you're gonna be uh, what is it? Fubar, SOL. Uh, you're gonna be SOL. You know, in the unlikely event your battery dies. But we had a great time at the range. Again, it's like for sport, but also for defense. Learning, uh, learning about it, and you know, for confidence. Like, I feel more confident knowing that my lady knows how to the, the handle a weapon. I feel more you know? confident because I know that I can back him up in confidence. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, like, alpha is everything. Confident to defend yourself and you know, and yeah. the Constitution against yeah. all enemies, foreign and domestic, if need be. And we, and this one principle that we learned in the Air Force, which kind of separates us from other branches, might I say, is everybody's a leader. That's yes, why everybody's indeed. trained as a leader. So by you learning now as a, you're considered a leader. So that's kind of the concept. Like if our squad leader goes down, everybody else should be able to lead. So basically. That's what you were saying about that group that I forget the name of it that like stood out and we were listening to the guy. Uh, you talking about the? Uh, he was so crazy. The <laughs> black militia. Yeah, yeah. The NFAC. Yeah, what was, was I saying? Like, he, you were saying like the thing with them. Into is, the mic, dude. The thing with them is uh, they need to make everyone a leader. So if one falls, then you know the next person can stand right up where he was at or or she. I forget. And and I and I mentioned more or less. I was saying how the the revolution needs to be decentralized. 
Mm-hmm. Like, can I have leaders as single points of failure? But not to mention, not for nothing, like when Martin Luther King was assassinated, it did not, how do you say, hinder the movement, if anything. It actually accelerated it. This gasoline on, mm-hmm. on, the, on the fire, you know? So, but at the same time, it's not like, yo, one person gets whacked. What do we do? What do we do? It's like we everyone should know what they need to do. And again, it's like I mentioned in times of COVID. Like, yeah, having a million men marching, yes, it's very effective, very effective. But at the same time, but at the same time, you as unintentional pun, but you could get infected. You could get infected. Now, my lady and and her daughter and my my little buddy uh, Naraya, we had a little protest on a corner. On it was actually Rosa Parks Avenue, and we reached a handful of people. We reached a handful of people, and I dare say we did it safely. The people we were engaged with, they were wearing masks too. Um, but I'm only, mention, I'm only mentioning this to say that um, we may have to look at things differently on how we, 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 we do it in the future. It can't just be like, yeah, everyone gets together because when you have big groups like that, then you get infiltrated. That's when you have COINTEL. You have, you know, you have FBI, you have all various other sources, you know, that that are going or that are doing, you know, that are infiltrating groups. Yeah, white supremacist groups. Yeah. Like we discovered uh, Umbrella Man on one of our best episodes on YouTube. We found out that he was part of a white supremacist group and he was trying to incite more violence and chaos within the protest. But it it pisses me off because it's like you have uh, some, and I'm not all, but you had some white people are saying, why can't they just peacefully protest and look at them burning down their own neighborhoods and stuff like that, like really shunning the black community? But look, look, look what you see. You you have these guys, these saboteurs, you know, mm-hmm. that, that are in there and they're they're inciting this uh, this violence and, and destruction. So, you know, a lot of the people who go into the protests are not you know, are not from the neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, so we discussed like, that. Yeah, definitely. It's like burning down their neighborhoods. It's not their neighborhoods. They're burning down other people's neighborhoods. And like, that's why it's like, that's it's why I crazy. said it's like, it baffled me at first. And like, I'm ambivalent on the use of force because I know force only brings more force. And that's why I'm really going to step delicately on what I'm going to say next. But like, when I was like, why are people burning down the hood? Like, this is why are people burning down the hood? Like, if you should take the fight to the establishment, well, you know what I'm saying? Take it to where all these glass condos, where all these, uh, you know, where, where that's at. That's what I'm, I'm just saying. But it's like it made no sense to me. And then, like, while we're having, uh, as you can see, further revelations, further evidence of these saboteurs in action, now it's starting to make more sense, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, bro. It's um again. It's like I'm I'm wrapping it up with the whole thing is like you all need to be become leaders, yes. you know, and you treat your family, treat your your close knit group as your fire team, and you know, and, and brief brief and train them accordingly, and stop thinking that you know there's going to be a million man army who's gonna ride for you, cause it ain't it ain't about that. You may need to be you may need to be part of that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. We all want civil rights. We all want freedom. We all want liberty. It, it but no one wants up, to fight and die for that. It may end up being just the people who are happy around. Like right now, we're around. 
no doubt. It, it may be just the people who you know, in your household. And it must be because again, when it gets too big, that is when you get infiltrated. That's yeah. when you have spies. That's yeah. when you have treachery. And like yeah. I, I, I admired the NFACs, particularly because they took it to the heart of the bitch ass mask wearing, hiding, and, and, and terrorizing Amer Black Americans for for centuries, if, if almost yeah. for a very long time. I, I admired them because they took it to the heart of these these cowards. But at the same time, I'm like, anytime you have a group that big, particularly yep. in Black America, and they're wielding guns and they're powerful and they're a threat, they're going to be infiltrated. They fear us regardless. So when, when we come together and, and you know stand tall with, with weapons, they're definitely you know a force to be reckoned with. So. Um, but again, I, I I am I encourage everyone to stand tall and yeah. be armed. But at the same time, like, just be wary of, uh, you know, uh, of these groups because you, you raise a very valid point. It's like, so you have, and I'm not calling out any particular group, but let's just say you have a black militia. And they're like, they are really, they're feeding into that propaganda and they're fueling that hatred and they got you pissed off. But now they're like, yo, man, we about to do this, that, and the third. They're declaring targets and they're soft targets, hard targets. And you're like, yeah, man, this sounds pretty freaking rad. But what happens? They were they setting you up on some entrapment shit, and then you, you you're now now you now you're caught up in that. What did we say about terrorism, and 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 this weird state that we're in now, where there's no habeas corpus, courts are all weird, and you can also be uh, executed for that. You, it's real slippery slope, and that, and that's why I'm very. Um, we talk about social disobedience, which I, I like. There's uh, the Black Coalition. They they organized um, how do you say a, a, a financial boycott, which is cool. I, I, I like that. But as soon as you uh, again, we mentioned that that one organization and how they are are, are teeter tottering on um, close to something that I don't think they can handle. Mm. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, I go over real quick my two A endeavors lately um so we shot a fn um ah. 20s yeah nice. So what type of caliber is that what type it's of 7.62 oh wow so that's a big boy uh yeah it's long it's probably like good well, 30 something inches long or 40 you you should be able to shoot that now actually she's asking about the recoil how is it yeah that's what i'm saying she should be able to shoot it no problem that 240 bravo was no joke man yeah so like, it's nice, man. Like, like I told you, I shot at 50 yards. It, mm -hmm. it did have a sight on it, like a um, holographic sight. Holographic. Yeah, okay. holographic. Um, but I, I would love to shoot it iron sight to see where I'm at. But um, it was nice. It's smooth. Um, I, I didn't like the charging handle. At least how they had it set up at the gun range. It was on the right side rather than be on the left side. Now, does it have an ambidextrous switch like yeah. you configure it? Okay. Yeah. That's um. So that's what I, my friend is very enthusiastic. My boy Ryan, shout out to him. I got him turned on to guns now. He's like nine now. I want to shoot everything. I want to get this. I want to get that. So I've been telling them for a while now, and I guess they finally clicked. You know, it takes time. I let everybody on their own uh, schedule. So we went shooting. I finally shot my shotgun. It's a 870 TAC 14. Now that's a little, that's a little mama, right? Yes. Oh my God. Now nine. No. It's terrible. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty girl, strong woman, so I don't know. I didn't let her shoot the shotty yet. Yeah, that one. Like, that's why I'm debating. I'm like, I wanted to see how she handles the rifle. 
And yes. then I'm like, okay, now let's see. Uh, me, per I don't, I admire the capability of a shotgun. It's just like, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a time massage. Like after, like I feel like I got beat up after, yeah. uh, you know, busting a, a shotty off. But how did uh, yours handle? Um, well, basically, I gotta customize the the uh, grip. Once I do that, it'll be way better. Now, what are but, you gonna change on the grip? Well, it needs more grip. Like, it's funny, but the grip needs Duct more grip. tape, or are you gonna get a professional one? I'll probably get professional, some kind of rubber. I, I'm like, you know, 90 Air Force, 90 mile an hour tape is what they call it. Duct yeah. tape everything. He's like, so, yeah, oh, you're definitely. Definitely. In our ad hoc uh, self-aid buddy care, they told us that, like, yo, if we duct don't tape, have yeah. adequate medical supplies to treat bullet wounds, whatever, duct tape that and stay in the fight. Fast, you know yeah. But, like, I wrapped my handle with duct tape just because I didn't have, a, or I'm just impatient to get a third-party grip. duct tape. Don't, he yeah. duct tape everything. Yeah, let's so. Do you have duct tape in your bug-out bag? Yeah, I got duct tape in here. Yeah. In your bug-out bag, though. No, I, I gotta still create mine. I told you I was in yeah, the yeah. in the in these unprecedented times. Uh, yeah. yeah, you gotta have that. Uh, add on that. Huh? Yeah. Super glue. Yeah. That's another thing too. Is uh, you know, the the closed wound super glue works pretty good. Duct tape is yeah. cool. They got this powdered, not so much quick clot, but mm -hmm. uh, wound cauterizers. Got a. Yeah. I suppose we gotta do a we gotta do an episode on bug out bags and, and, and talk about tell people how to how to how to pack it and, and what yeah. they have. And for our viewers or all you civilians, a bug out bag is just a bag. It's like an emergency go bag. Like oh shit, tornado is hitting the house. Grab this bag, jump in your car, and you know and, and go to where you're going. No, I believe you have one in your car, right? Mm -hmm. You have one in your house. Yeah, in your your rendezvous spot, or yeah. Uh, yeah. if you have that, if you have that option. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, not yet. At, at a minimal, you should have one. You should have one. Uh, one go back. We're working on two, so I, we have mine in the car. Is it up here? I have several go bags. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, we have our bags for clothes. Like our 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 cars are literally packed to to you know um, just anything. But that, that, no matter what's going on, you're supposed to have that. You're supposed to be safe. You're supposed to have a blanket in your car mm -hmm. just in case, you know, ever you break down. And that's before the whole corona and everything. That was just supposed to happen to be. You, you just got to be prepared. Exactly. And now even more so because there's a lot of elements that we're juggling. We're juggling, uh, how do you say, potential crime wave from the unemployment. You're, you're, you're juggling, you know, all this racial tension and whatever could emerge from that. Then, you know, just if you have if corona hotspots just get too hot and you just gotta go like you know it's just a million other reasons why you should have a bug out bag but we we can discuss that too but at the same time on two alpha a second aka second amendment like yeah there it seems like every year they're passing more legislation to take uh weapons away like there's recent legislation that's trying to pass to take away even body armor bulletproof vests and things yeah. like that so it's like again it's the main intent and purpose of the second amendment it is not so much to protect you from the robbers the burglars and the meth addicts who are like yo thought this is my place like it's not so much to protect you against them it's to protect you against the government like at the end of the day, that could potentially become tyrannical. 
and when they are slowly but surely trying to take away all the weapons it's uh these should be seen as red flags at the same time uh, we could talk guns all day yeah when you acquire them it, 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 it is your responsibility to train your your you know your your family the people who are you around with if yeah. it's like hits the fan and you're like yo you will know these are the people who are going to get in your car these are the people who are going to ride out with you you don't want to be the only one who, who can watch each everyone's back yeah more people right. that you can have, uh, you know, you know, watching your back, your fire team, you know, the, the higher chances are of success in the zombie apocalypse or whatever should befall us in the, the end of these last four months of 2020. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely, when y'all come down, I'll take y'all to basically we got like the Walmart of ranges, no which doubt. is called Shooter's World. You should have got fully autos there, man. Well, I tried to shoot yesterday, but it, it wasn't available for some reason. Yeah. So I don't know. But um, there's another spot called Machine Girl, Machine Gun America. Okay. And, uh, they do just automatic, full automatic. So they got 60s to 249s, a Tommy gun, all that stuff. I, really wanna, uh, I would like that Tommy gun. I was getting ready to say I'd like to try a submachine, a fully auto submachine. But yeah. the top guns are 45 caliber. I think for is it 45 or nine? I don't it's remember. It's 40. It's a 45. Okay. It's a very uh, powerful. It's a very powerful round. But feel free to the fact check me. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. But um, couple I can, of other I got things. my browser up there. But yeah, I definitely want to hit that. I definitely want to hit that range the next time we down there. Tommy gun. I wasn't able to bring my daughter Shoot. because everything, um, the hours. Um, corona uh, while we're while we're kind of talking about science and uh yeah. i mentioned the can just science topics real science topic real quick is okay. the army was developing i was telling you self-healing materials and therapeutics for soldiers self-healing materials but not so much skin right i mean same concept like but um anyway i forgot the, the for the 45 the tommy gun is definitely 45 acp okay now, but now we're talking about like is this a suit that you can put on and then nah. like say the suit gets healed or is this something like goes onto the skin and it would pull the skin back and heal it like that how does this thing work um huh like so it's i read this one excerpt it's like new these new synthetic polymers may enable development of advanced personal protective gear sophisticated electronics Fuel cells, advanced solar cells, and nanofabrication, which okay. are all key for protection and performance of soldiers. That's one aspect of it. So you're saying the nan the polymers is indicating some sort of plastic, but mm -hmm. like the uh, um, the nano thing is talking about a small little machine. So I don't know. Maybe they could like get it. I don't know. Like the the possibilities are endless on where they're going with technology. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool, but we're opening the doors for like super villains and like superheroes and like now yeah. you got Wolverine. It's like, yeah, my skin just heals itself. Like, yeah. So that's one. That's a science topic. Real life X Men. No, but that's, it seems like that's what we're building. And you yeah. saw about the Sentinels. Remember those robots from yeah. from X Men? The big ass like. They're building those. Yeah. They're literally building like killer robots and, and well, stuff. Well, you've seen the Transformer car, so I mean, that was making, dope. Yeah. Reality. So. But there's remember when I read about the Punisher meme last week? Another thing they're saying is that X Men the movies were about civil rights, particularly for the mutants, you know. But it, yeah, nonetheless, it was still about 
it was still about civil rights. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it seems, you you know, there's two types of mutants in the, in the Marvel world. There were people who were born genetically mutated, and then there are people who were like, they're altered, like either in some sort of lab or some sort of accident. And it's, you, you mentioned like, I think they're building like, <laughs> There for 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 defense, quote unquote defense and, and warfare. Like yeah, they're building some X Men well, type uh, stuff. You know they're putting chips in people's brains and stuff now, so it's like I am nothing, nothing but well yeah, Elon, Elon Musk, Musk, right? The Neuralink, yeah. nothing surprised, nothing surprises me in 2020. Like right now, oh, so I suppose we could bleed into unless you got something else, we could jump on the UFOs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted. To... Yeah, go ahead and talk about that real quick, and then we'll go into uh, a couple of our major society topics that you and I are going back and forth about. Okay, so the main thing I want to say about UFOs, because we kind of hashed this over before, so the Pentagon did acknowledge that they had video evidence of unidentified flying objects. Nothing of aliens. It's just like, yo, it could be a drone that we don't know about. This is what we discussed on our previous UFO episode. Mm-hmm. Now what we're talking about, the Pentagon's wow statement, they're saying, yeah, we possess unidentified flying objects, and here's the kicker, that have not been created on Earth. Mm. That's the kicker when you have that statement from the Fed, from the government saying that. So I, 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 there's more I want to say on, on, on this. There's there's two paths I got to hit on. Is, is one that... You know the difference between aliens and interdimensional beings? Nah. Well, I mean, aliens are people trying to go to usually people coming from another country or something like that. That's the well, first. In, in that in that, in that sense, but in extraterrestrials, where you're talking about aliens, extraterrestrials, more or less, these are beings or creatures from mm-hmm. another planet. Mm-hmm. Interdimensional beings are something, I guess you could say, solely different. If you believe in any type of spirituality or Bible or angels and demons, what have you, these are interdimensional beings because they're not from necessarily from other planets, but they're not necessarily from our space time, from our dimension. They're from a different yeah. dimension. Okay. So in, in, in my in my studies, like I said, I'm all about ancient aliens. I, I believe in, in in ancient in ancient alien. Well, not necessarily ancient aliens. I believe there are things that are. I'm gonna use the same language that the Pentagon said. Not of this earth. Whether they are interdimensional beings, mm-hmm. that's outlined in, in a great book for all you biblical scholars out there. The Book of Enoch is a book that has been removed from the traditional Bible. It's in the Ethiopian Bible. It talks about some far out stuff, spaceships and and crafts and things of that nature. And then you also have to. Do they have them carved on caves? Yes, you do. You have them all around the world. They're carved on caves. It's not nothing. So I'm I'm not I'm not dismissing the theory of interdimensional beings. Call them angels, demons, what have you. But then again, you mentioned before as well, with all the planets and the galaxies that we have, and now there's something called a mega cluster. A mega cluster is a a, a, a mega cluster is a is a group of galaxies. More or less it's a ball of galaxies. So when you really think about it and you all these planets, and as you mentioned, we gotta be naive to think that there isn't other life on but there. It's just us, like the yeah. real question is 
what is flying around Earth? Is it from another planet, another dimension? That is the key, or because they they acknowledge that it wasn't made on Earth, but they really didn't uh, elaborate on where they think it's coming from. Of course. And to me, both are fascinating. That mm -hmm. they are acknowledging some sort of craft that's not. This is. I don't want to say it's evidence, it's acknowledgement, at least from the federal government, that there is some sort of um, intelligent life beyond Earth, or not intelligent life, intelligent being beyond beyond Earth. That's still pretty fascinating. But here's all the kickers that I want to throw in. You heard, ever heard of Project Bluebeam? No. I, I encourage our viewers and listeners to do your own due diligence. But, uh, you know, back when I got out of the Air Force, I was just... All conspiracy theories digging into I was like that's yeah. BS that's BS this is valid this could be true you know just going through all these conspiracy theories and Project Blue Beam did come down my pipeline I looked into it at the time I kind of dismissed it I'll give you the gist of it that the governments world governments what have you they were all going to work together and try to convince the American people not the American people the world that either they were invaded but getting invaded by aliens or some sort of spiritual entity or, or, or things of that nature. They were going to use holograms, drones, a lot of sophisticated technology to try to pull this hoax off. We mentioned before Ronald Reagan said, hey, like, wouldn't the world be all fun and grand if aliens came and made everybody come together? Think about leveraging that aspect and, and the benefits from, from there. But um, I only want to add uh, something you know, just so you can uh, let this marinate, is we, I don't want to say we had a technological lapse. Like, mm -hmm. technology was like, yeah, and then it kind of plateaued for like a little bit. Mm -hmm. maybe. And let's just say they were hoarding all that technology, not releasing all this. When you really look at how, the, when you really look at how PlayStation 4 to 5, the difference is like, yeah, it's better. But it's, come on, it's 2020 and we're not in full virtual reality. Say you held back technology for a good 30 years, stagnated it, so to speak, and then you unveiled it so that when people finally behold it, it does look, it does look extraterrestrial. It does look very convincing. And then you add the whole Tupac hologram thing in there, like how they had him looking alive and dancing. Anything is possible. So when these ships do appear, in orbit will i buy it 100 percent? no but i don't know like i said don't get me started on ufos you what are what are your what are your thoughts yes totally see that it all keeps them um in control it keeps them in, in a uh, sense of control and that's all it is i, I really believe that because I don't think that we're the only people in this planet, and it's you know, but um, it's like, like how you were saying with like um, all these gods and stuff that's in that's in books and stuff. Mm -hmm. They could have been here before, you know. Um, they they don't just pull these stories, you know, because the Bible out of the air. It it's it's not just the Bible. It's like all cultures yeah. have some sort of reference to these uh, to powerful uh, yeah. powerful beings. Yeah. Whether they're yeah. coming from the they're coming from the sky, the they're stars, healing people. Because yeah. really, in in and I say this like just to entertain, but with all our technology, 
all, all our, our might and, and what have you, if we were able to time travel or even visit some indigenous people who have not seen technology, would we not appear godly? Yeah. With the ability to level mountains and shoot pillars of fire via the form of mushroom clouds into the sky. Will we not? With this right here, it's like. With that. Even if you descended from the skies fast roping on a helicopter, would you not appear godly to, you know, to the cavemen and, yeah. and, and primitive men? So, like, you're talking about beings coming from other galaxies in the past. How else could they? How else could they communicate to primitive man who doesn't even know what a star or a sun is, but to say, yeah, I am, I am your god. Um, basically, to wrap it all up is, from my perspective, two movies people can look at that kind of very summarizes this very well, I think, easily, very digestible. Independence Day, the first yeah. one, 94, and Alien vs. Predator. Okay. With annihilation. Both very good films. Yeah. Combine both of those, and this relates to everything we were just talking about. If you watch those two movies, boom, it lays it out perfectly, I think, in my opinion. I think they are great films, and again, I'm not dismissing that, like, they oh, are Stargate. aliens. I forgot about Stargate. Stargate was dope, too. Yeah. But it's like, I'm just like, at this point with COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, everything not being so transparent with COVID, for the government to come out and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's aliens. Like, I'm a bit skeptic. But my question for you is, or for, for you both, what would it take to convince mm-hmm. you that they, that these aliens uh, or, or, or interdimensional beings, what have you, what would it take to convince you that these were real? It gotta be some District 9 if you ever seen that. It gotta be something like that. Like they come down and actually come down to meet us like broad daylight, everybody can see it. It gotta be something like that. Yeah, but then you got some like, some really great masks. You got Hollywood does a really great job with, with costumes. I wanna see some levitation. I wanna see, bring some people back from the dead. Do some, do something, wow me. You're really gonna have to do something. Cause if you came here across the galaxy, Yo, you better be able to like snap your finger with that Thanos glove and manifest me like steak and lobster, and then I'll be like, wow, out of thin air, I'll be kind of impressed. But if, if you're just like, I'm flying across the sky, no, and I'm talking about like you touch down show. and interact and then show all the things that you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like even touching down would not do nothing but interacting and, and demonstration. Yeah. Because you're absolutely yeah, right, and our subconscious so. mind buys it. Like when you go to a sub, uh, I'm sorry, to a to the movie theater, and you're watching a sci-fi film, and it's just like, after a while, you 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 it you, you your mind is not dismissing it that people are flying across the sky. You're not just like they can't do that. You're accepting it. You're like, oh, okay, it's just part of the show. So haunted houses example. You know, you're going in there fake stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in there and something j- jumps out at you, you're like, ah! You know, thinking that it, they're gonna get you to your mind, you know it what I mean? So your, your mind was like, oh my God, it's real enough to, you know, scare me, so. And then, you know how they did COVID? It was most like pilot. They've been feeding us, and they're still feeding us non-stop COVID, 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 COVID. So yeah. there's non-stop aliens, 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 aliens. Yeah. Just like, again, 
you're not going to wow me. I'm not going to believe it until, like you said. It's going to take me, man. If I feel like a duck meeting or something. I'd be like, oh, okay. Now I'm like, okay, I'll be good. But this goes back to our theory. And I talk about this why I love movies because it's a, it's a very subtle form of the news. Yes. Everything that comes out on the movies is already either in development, we already have it, or it's coming. So that's why I watch movies because it tells you stuff. They only green light shit they want you to see. Um, so that's why I watch. I'm heavily invested in movies because it's basically like the underground news, in my opinion. They definitely have some, you know, subliminal messages in movies. Like you always can get something out of some movies. Um, I'm not a big movie fan now, but I used to be. I used to have the big projector and all that great stuff. I, I haven't really been into that. I've been have, more or less trying to feed my brain. Have you, have, have you seen The Dead Zone? A buddy of mine, it's, it's, it is, oh, yeah, it's like 17 years old. So my yeah. buddy just sent me a clip on that. Mm. And, oh, Lord, how uncanny it is to present day. And they're because they're talking about this virus. And they even mentioned Corona. They mentioned uh, a may have been a show, but um, they mentioned uh, it's just they're like, yo, the effectiveness of masks, everything we're dealing with right now. They mentioned in there, I think it's like a two minute clip. I may slide it in in the beginning. Okay. Not so much at the end because Lord knows there's only like one or two people who make it this far. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, but uh, I may slide it in a little bit, a little bit earlier. But yeah, you're right. Movies are like foreshadowing for like, there's a lot of information that's being communicated through there. And it's, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's uncanny. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Did you want to hold the rest of this stuff out? How, how are we on time? Because we might uh, want to just put some like of this. Like hour and 40 minutes in. What do we got uh, we what else on the agenda? Um, well, I just wanted to mention Tyler Perry has been filming Black Culture Topics real quick. Okay. Um, Tyler Perry has been filming during Rona. And let me see real quick. He managed to safely make TV during Rona. And he's been doing testing and everything like that. Nobody has popped up with Rona since he's been doing it during a two-week sh shoot. Interesting. I'm curious how many actors he has on deck. Um, he has a big... It's on his campus, which is 330 acres. Okay. They've been working. Um, everybody's wearing masks, like the crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's that's that. right there. They've been uh, 12 or 14 hour shoots. Hmm. Um, they get an hour and a half lunch break to catch their breath. How much of people are, are like on, on the scene? Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't um, specify numbers. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I don't think they would. Like a director. <laughs> I don't think they. Director, I don't think they should either, because like... it ain't no. It's far more than ten. Yeah, but while you're looking like... at that up, I, I wanted to say like it's it's funny if not ironic that they're like yeah no more than 10 people gathering in the home but let's send kids back to school so they can be there in in one room with 40 people or uh, however many 20 yeah. 20 people that, like, I, I won't do it, it I, makes no I, sense I just, yeah um it says, i don't think they're gonna disclose how many people are on the set it says um let's see when it first started out mm -hmm. um a couple people did catch it initially and that's when he put the more strict standards in where they're testing every day and all this stuff so the first wave was like 
160 cast and crew. Then it was another 200 people that arrived a couple of days later. Wow. And those people that did contract, there's like a handful of people. They got them out immediately, basically quarantined them and boom. And then they just been on this heavy, you know, uh, stringent testing and everything. It's been good since then. I'm curious. So they're getting poked in the nose that's, every day. That's like... Um, hold on. I'm trying to read through it. Because it's touching your brain like every single day. What are they switch nostrils or something? No, so because here's the thing is like, and this is why I'm reluctant to. They're changing clothes. When they have a spit test, like, yo, all you got to do. Because here's the thing they're saying that this virus is the most deadliest virus known to men. It's killing everybody and stuff. But it's like, you can't detect it in spit, though. Yeah. But you got to poke me in the brain, and that's where I'm a little uh, dubious about this test. What are they putting on the brain? Like, what is on the tip of that? No, tip but you're, to... but really consider Seriously. it. It's like, it's literally, it's not like, yo, it's, they're touching practically, uh, you're going very deep into the nasal cavity. And if something is on there, it's very deep inside your brain. It but, is? Yeah. They, they basically, like, they just, I'll just sum it up like uh, um, yeah. they they do everything like super strict. Like the NBA is another another broad example mm-hmm. of how to operate during Rona. Now, um, speaking of the NBA, and we did mention technology as well. There's like yeah. this ring or yeah. something that that's coming out that they're gonna be wearing. So it's no, like, they, no, it's not coming out. They're actually oh, it's already out. So yeah. they're wearing that ring, and then it gets like their temperature to be like. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you running up and down the court? Like naturally, your body heat's gonna raise. I, like very... I, think it's, I think it's more of when you're not active, when you're just uh-huh. everyday downtime. Kind of. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, because you gotta think too. Like you know, if they're married and stuff, and they smashing, like your temperature <laughs> gonna go up, your heart rate, all this stuff's gonna change. So, well, how do you feel about all that data, man? Like. I stopped, I, think, wearing my, I stopped wearing my Apple Watch just because I'm like, yo, it's just mad data that's going out there for free. And it's like, um, they, there's there's that, healthcare. but it's like the healthcare aspect is what I'm saying too, is because it's like, mm-hmm. if you are, uh, you're not very active and you're, you're, you're sitting around all day, but you're wearing your Apple Watch, you're documenting it. And if this data is then transferred to an insurance, yeah, they could not. Yeah, and then they they have all this data. The premiums can go up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so that's why I'm like, granted, I'm active, training like mm-hmm. a madman, but it's like I still don't want to give all this data yeah, away for free. Are very big too. They yes, like, indeed. It's like we collect your data for some stuff, and we collect it for stuff. Yeah, like, you know? it literally says that. Like, for, <laughs> I got rid of my Fitbit too because I actually was becoming ill because of it. What I had mean? to get rid of it. My Fitbit, like it yeah. was, my skin was messing up, like everything. Like I didn't feel right. I thought it was subconsciously with me too, because there was that radiation, constant exposure to radiation. I thought subconsciously, I'm like, maybe it's like messing with me. But I'm like, nah, it could be in my head. But yeah, I, 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 I feel you on that, bro. Yeah. But it's like these things, we are, it seems that we're, being surrounded with more and more microwave transmitters. Mm-hmm. Last I checked is that microwaves cook hot dogs and stuff. And I am not a hot dog, but like, I don't know what can, perhaps that's something we need to look into, like how we can shield ourselves from all this radiation we're current, we're being exposed to from this, this monitor, from our phones. Yeah. Like, I think, um, I think 
to answer your thing with the NBA players, right now it's about money, bro. End of the day, they want to they want to make their money because you got to think all their shit is guaranteed. Well, if they're not able to play, the owners don't get their money. The league suffers. So their incentive is, yo, we got to, even if it's a short season, mm-hmm. we don't really give a fuck about the data and all that. We need to get this money up. Basically. You no, know, my only concern about, because I'm not a sports fan, I don't care. But my, I only concern, my, my only concern, well, I heard baseball started and I was surprised, but I was like, I kind of get it. Like, you can social distance someone in baseball, but my only concern, the crowd. No, there's no crowds in games. But okay. no, and I have the people there. So but it's like when sports are back, no one's going to give a fuck about um, social issues. They're not. I disagree in the sense, at least from the NBA standpoint, they incorporated it into the sport. Okay. So well, meaning like Black do. Lives Matter, like they got all these things. So you're constantly reminded of it even while they're playing. Between commentary, will, will protester numbers go down once the once the NBA starts kicking off full time? That's all I'm curious. About. Oh, I'm really curious too with sports, and the biggest one is going to be football because that's basically America's number one mm-hmm. sport besides NBA. I would say NBA is like right there, but can you social distance in the contact sport? Ah, no. I got it. If everyone wears gas masks like the ones that we wore. Like, you know, Mop 4, you could do it in a chem suit. It would be sloppy as all hell, but that might actually make it more yeah, fun to watch. Nah. So, and, no. NBA, and, uh, and baseball has basically been, they've been getting popped, you know, with COVID. So, NBA is like the cleanest one so far, as far as NBA is, you don't really social. I, I dare say you could social distance more in baseball than in any other sport. I you can. can. That was the whole point we was making, but but got- I'm curious. At, and I'm sorry, you said that baseball was getting hit more than NBA. No, I'm saying yeah. As far as COVID uh, positive, like people contacting COVID, yeah. Like players or fans? Yeah, players. Yeah, okay. players. Yeah. So yeah. NBA is doing something right. They contained it. Everything is in here in Orlando, the Disney mm-hmm. campus. And they created an environment basically catered to them where they don't really have to go out of it. And that's where they were smart about it. Okay, so they're Based, in Disney. Yeah. So Disney has a hand in it as well. You know Disney got a hand in everything. Well, they, yeah. you know, ESPN is owned by Disney, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yo, yeah. they are no, like. I totally forgot. They're in everything. They're so everything. I'm there. Yeah. I know you still, you used to work with them. Mm-hmm. And we will most likely have to clean up our language to, uh, to do get a deal with them but would you uh partner with disney very conflicting if we can be i've seen, our... what, I seen what they did to star wars so i'm like i'm uh, i don't know i don't know you ain't gonna you ain't gonna do it to do to upgrade america what you did to star wars yeah no um probably have to pass on that but no, I, didn't, I didn't need, i did not know that or perhaps i forgot that they they own that but i did want to ask one more question regarding the nba is there any type of facial mask requirement not while not while they're playing obviously i think it's when they're not because i i I have an elevation trainer Uh and it's like um you you, you're supposed to use it when you exercise when you run granted it does create a seal and it makes it harder to breathe but i imagine they could make sport masks like Mm. it provides uh some i don't know yeah. I know it looks it looks like they was wearing it like before they walk in to come and play and all you know how they 
well, you don't watch sports as much, but basically it's like, <laughs> I kind of laugh. It's kind of like a game place. before. Okay. No, I'm saying like the behind the scenes on TV. Behind the scenes on TV usually is a camera following like the superstars mm -hmm. as they walk in. It's kind of like a runway. But now that we're in Corona, it's not so much because it's all about safety and shit. Yeah. So I noticed that I think they were wearing a mask during that walk, basically, before they go to warm up or before they play. Or anything like that. Is there, not like, Say again? There's no like no cheerleaders or anything like no, that. No, no, no. Like people. it's very it's pretty much coaching staff. Everybody looks spread out and everything is virtual as far as the fan experience. I guess you can log into some shit, your favorite okay. team, and cheer them on virtually. Like you're watching the game or some shit. I don't know how that works. Your side or something like yeah. That's cool. Now how I'm curious how the feedback is for the players. Because the um, cheering is part of the um cheering is part of the yeah, game, I imagine. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, you can hear it. Like I watched the highlights of a game and I was like, oh, okay. It's weird because it's like a video game. It's like 2K. You play wow. 2K Xbox or so everything is going virtual, bro. Even sports. That's wild. Yeah. So. They said we got we got push your money. We're losing billions. They said. Yeah, that. yeah. And they smart about it because they did their due diligence. They consulted with doctors and all this to do it, and they pulled it off so far. So. Yeah. It's uh, just NBA. like I want to do zones. I totally do not care. <laughs> Say again. I totally didn't know the NBA was back playing. I didn't. Yeah, she's asking started, how long. Um, a couple of days ago. Huh? A couple days. A couple of days ago. Yeah, it started like Friday or Thursday. Okay. Thursday or Friday, something like that. I know what you said, but I really feel like people are like, eh, everything NBA is back on. It's like. Nah, it's you know what? To be honest, that's why I like Twitter. You keep a mm -hmm. post on what's going on socially a lot People better. People be tweeting about sports, man. That is no, one no. It's, uh, it's distractions. America. No, no. Listen, what I'm, listen what I'm saying. I, please elaborate. There's both. It's still, everybody is still very aware of what's going on. That's the beautiful for thing I've noticed about it. Say again? For how, for, for how much months? I don't know, but I know what I see is very positive. Like people are like, all right, they're still talking about Rona stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. They mentioned in sports, but they're like, yeah, all right. But then they're talking about, yo, we still need justice for Breonna Taylor. So I've been seeing, and I also been seeing still protest posting. So mm -hmm. it's not gone. I don't know how long it'll sustain. That is true. That's a great question. But from what I'm seeing, it hasn't died down at all. To be honest, I see a lot more. Um, now that the players are getting highlighted too, that they can speak up on these things as well. And um, I think that's a great uh, outlook. And uh, I don't want to say they're being responsible, being responsible by doing that, yeah. but they have that power, and they mm -hmm. should exercise it. You know, for for the people, it's not their, well, not a requirement. But it's, no. Uh, they don't want to stand up for their community because they don't want to lose their Nike endorsement or something. You know, their Gatorade. Well, Nike is probably on the edge of all that. They love the because they make ads out of it all the time in campaigns. Yeah. They dropped something not too long ago. Like, yeah, I mean, I just threw that out there, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, a lot of people I haven't seen as much celebrities that you think that will be, you know, for their own community. They haven't said anything. But that's the rule. Once we make it out, like that's an unwritten rule as far as show business, entertainment, anything. <laughs> Once you try to elevate black folks, let's be honest. Oh, we let you out, but you can't bring nobody with you. 
And so that's now why why do you think that is? To maintain power, I guess. But it's like again, it's like I think it means it maintains people don't realize how much power they have. Like just Ice Cube mm -hmm. shouting us out. You know, this is a just a little bit of 45 seconds. He gave us a little bit of power. You know, he just gave us a little bit of power that he injected into the Upgrade America podcast. But it's like these these celebrities have they have a lot more power than they realize. Mm -hmm. And it's like I me personally I I really don't get it. Like I don't, um, it. I don't know why people are idolizing celebrities like you know what I mean? well i get it because of propaganda media i mean we talk about all this stuff on the podcast no what i'm baffled at is why they don't bring up their communities i already told you why number one they're gonna lose all their money their platform so all that so they go right back down with us basically in a nutshell in this wondrous age where you can do everything independently Still, like, what are we? What were we talking about? Strategic partnerships to broaden our brand, right? So, right. This same thing for the celebrities. If you're deemed radical or whatever, whatever, you're not <laughs> going to be able to get those kids. So it's all tied together. Basically, think about we talked about the Nick Cannon situation. Yeah. How that out. But at the same time, you don't think, even without a uh, CBS, that. Nick could grow his brand without. He could, but we, what do we talk about? We don't have the infrastructure that we talked about. Black-owned media. How much of it do we really have? Not much at all, if any. I want to say I don't, I don't really know we have any. It's quite a quite a conundrum, but I think That's in the digital saying. age we can make it happen. Like you can't tell me if Diddy, Jay, you know, various other wealthy people said like, "Yo, we just gonna build something digitally." Like an elaborate website with many channels and, and, and things of that nature. Like all YouTube is is a website. That's all it is where people upload videos and, and things of that nature. You can't you can't tell me we can't do that with black media. We can, but this is the and thing. Is, is Wilson is black owned? Is Wilson black owned? World Star Hip Hop. Probably not. I think that's corporate. Yeah. I think the dude died, the founder died, and I yeah, think that's yeah. probably ran by some Viacom or something. I'm not sure. Um, all those joints are ran by corporations too. Those well, are not totally black on freaking websites. That's uh -huh. All they are are websites. Like this any is the thing. we talked about it. Build it up, drive traffic there. Like must we must must the burden fall upon you and me, CJ? Like is is that what we gotta do? Is is to build this thing from the ground up? You basically do. Like for <laughs> us, <laughs> truly. Like, it, I don't know. Like if you build it, they will come. Yo, it's true. Like this is a thing. Like um, Tyler uh, Perry has a great. Huh? Baseball thing. Yeah, if you build dreams. it, they will come. What was that build from? Dreams. That's build the movie. Dreams. Yeah, it's a yeah, That's like in the 90s or 80s. Um, oh, I thought it was a Stephen King, uh, The Stand. No, it's not The Stand. It was nothing like. The Stand was a great, was... a very great book, man. And yeah. a great movie. I read the book and saw the uh, miniseries. Um, Mike she didn't listen to the audio book. Yeah. It was wonderful we nonetheless. It, it was really good. I think that was on the, the, the road trip across the country. Gotcha. Into that. No, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna explain as far as you ask those questions and I'm giving you the answers. We've touched on them. We will we've discussed them in full. Basically we would have to create 
basically launch our own satellite for network TV. Mm. All that we would have to create our own studio, which Tyler Perry has done. But this is the thing: once we work together, we become a threat, and that's when saboteurs and all this shit comes into play because we threaten the power structure of America. Thanks. So hold, here's the thing: I'm not, I'm not gonna commit to the, I'm not gonna commit to the network TV. I'm not saying I'm giving up on network TV, but mm. I, I, I'm very confident we could have a very great reach with just online media we can but we gotta build all our shit and keep it black owned that's the part is that's so the hold on here's here's another thing I, here's another thing i would uh here's another thing I, I would say as well you mentioned about buying up all the am channels mm-hmm. so i would i would totally be with that and then how do you say pushing our audio on the am channels that would be dope because that's something you can do you can broadcast radio signals from the internet so mm-hmm. purchasing those 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 stations and then being able to broad yeah i'm totally down with that i could see investing in that but once we were talking about satellites we got to get in bed with where elon musk with spacex or blue origin and all that and i don't i don't know maybe there are some black space pioneers out there but we're not quite there yet and i yeah. don't want that to be a limitation on why we can't push this network like i I'm said not- it's just a website yeah website and we can start pushing media i don't go ahead nine go ahead nine you want to say something i don't i don't promote i don't promote tv uh for black people because it's it's created to make our minds mush and you know keep us in a in a uh like a it's a program and a program keeps you programmed the television tells lies to your visions like making your IQ lower and lower. But hold up. But this goes back to what we we're talking about. If we create our own shit, we control the programming. Mm-hmm. And now we can program positive images, empowerment, yes, financial indeed. shit. Like everything on black society we need to improve upon or push. Even commercials. Just think about commercials where you see, I'm not knocking interracial relationships, but mm-hmm. you always see that push more than, say, a healthy black couple or mm-hmm. whatever situation. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I mean, I, I agree. I totally agree. And that power is, is well within our grasp in the, in the digital age. And I would love to see that happen. But it's like, what do we have to do to, because um, we gonna keep this content coming then it you know but as far as getting other content mm-hmm. on there as well i suppose this this is a project in itself we're already two hours in we got to brainstorm on this yeah. but this is something i really want to see come into fruition like this black media thing it's, and, um, and we do we do influence like black people influence a lot in in, in a lot of cultures you know i don't want to say they steal a lot of stuff but they definitely try to imitate no, let's let's keep it real. They do steal our shit. Like they culturally appropriate, not appreciate. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Like we already know what this is, but from music um, to shows to clothing to mm-hmm. it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. And that's see now you touched on that. You touch on something that's interesting is that's why we have to come to the major powers. We talked about six media companies running mm-hmm. all shit by creating our own they no longer have that power they no longer know what's going on compared think about it. now they're out the loop completely if we black everything all everything black independent now they're out the loop oh shit now you're losing money 
oh shit, now we don't know what's going on trend wise. Because that kind of goes, media works hand in hand, right? It's like you show the shows and then you show the commercials for your buddies. But like if we do the same thing, right? Like we we pushing our media, but then black owned businesses we're pushing their commercials. Mm-hmm. Here yeah, we go. Up in that community. Yeah, I love it, bro. But the thing is, you know, one once you mess with their money, what are they gonna do to try to stop Sabotage, sabotage, kill, all that shit. But like, the thing but the beauty about the internet is you have disaster recovery. Meaning, like, all your eggs aren't in one basket. The code ain't just in one basket. It's like, oh, you hacked us and you took it down? Well, we got some more code in New Mexico. Oh, you hit that one, too? Well, hit New Zealand. Good luck with that. You know, like, so it'd be a bit difficult to, um, again, I, and I love this word from being a crypto Bitcoin enthusiast, but decentralization. Not having a single point of failure is what makes it, uh, so efficient. But yo, Chris, like I said, if, if you, me, nine, anybody else who wants to play, wants to build this thing, yo, let's do it. Like, up there, bro. We can, if we can do that, single-handedly, we can change everything, bro. I'm telling you, we get our own news station, own all that shit. So then, uh, bro, sitcoms, when we're pitching this, news, all when, this. when we're when, when we're pitching this. This is what we need to say. It's not like, yeah, we want to work with you to give us money so we can grow our pocket. No, we want to work with you so we can build the the biggest single-handedly black-owned media station, reshape the face of black culture, control the narrative and the story, and and, and start uplifting our communities. That's yeah. what we're trying to approach. And not be like... Yeah, you know? the whole yeah. package, you know, as far as like promoting black businesses. Stop sending kids to school and shit. Like, let's send our kids to school. Let's see, we can school them on this channel, let, but let, it could, like I said, it can be that, it can be educational, entertainment, comedy, music. Like all. I said, kind of brought that together with Upgrade America. We got the soundtrack for Upgrade I, I America. Do, yes, we got all that, you know. But you it's, know, I do want to show the USP, so like, like educate, you know, push for entrepreneurship. You guys. You guys are uh, death in politics, you know. No doubt. I, I love it. Would you I, say in, in, infotainment? It yeah. is. It mm-hmm. is. It really is. Nice. Nah, uh, real quick, um, since we're talking about tech, ironically, they all got called to Congress recently, Amazon, mm-hmm. Facebook, for antitrust shit. Basically, they're getting too big. Getting too big, yes. Um... If it'll let me show it, I'm looking on Bloomberg. Okay. So Bezos, Zuckerberg, Cook, and Pikai. I think I got to see what company he came from. Uh, hold on. I did see some of their highlights. For at least for uh for Jeff Bezos, I watched some of his uh congressional hearing. Yeah. Maybe it marked Zuckerberg's too. Yeah. But what what did you take away from that? I didn't really get a chance to watch it, but we all we've been talking about it since season one. Is tech is getting too big? We've been talking about so this. what they were grilling uh, Jeff Bezos for was like his user data. Mm, okay. How much, uh, how much access he has to the user data? My understanding, like Amazon has access to it, but the third party sellers don't. Yeah. So mm. like he re- he re- uh, retains an unfair advantage over the people selling on the platform. Yes. Stuffing some of that, but it's like when you really consider. I don't want to hate on the man. Like yeah, I am somewhat capitalist, more of a mutualist. But it's mm-hmm. like he has his fingers in practically every industry. 
And yeah. so it, it doesn't surprise me antitrusts are, are coming at his door. He shouldn't be surprised either. He should have anticipated it. I'm, I'm and sure I'm sure he has. has. I'm sure he has. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just comes to where this is my biggest take on it. It comes to where our country is ran by a corporate and not by the people. Told you. Exactly. I mean, it's like exactly. you either got the billionaires, the you got the billionaires who are making the money or either running it, or you got the corporations who are sending their uh, emissaries or whatever to, to, to run it. You know, but again, I, I am curious and I fantasize about the type of America we would have if we're run by the people, people meaning me. And, you know, of course, you, CJ, and I got a job. Well, first lady's a job in itself. But, you know, I. But to be serious, how do you think America would be if we were run by the people? A lot better, man. I think Skyward would already be a reality, for example. Vertical okay. farming would already be a reality. Virtual education would already be a reality. Electric cars and cars that run on water would already be a reality. You know, there'd be no need for technolo tech oh, technological suppression. Hyperloop would already be nationwide already now. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. But is there a way, again, with this whole mutualist concept, isn't there a way that, you know, the wealthy can get their money? We can upgrade America and everybody is like. They're, I feel equilibrium, like. Equilibrium, I guess? They're threatened by people getting their fair share. They're still threatened by that. Like, they're so comfortable on being on top, being no all, be all. Like, just give example, like not to single nobody out because everybody don't want to wear a mask. It's a group okay. in every ethnic group. But what I've noticed mainly is a lot of white people not wearing their mask, like defiantly. Like, yeah. and it just goes to show like, yo, it's other groups in America that have to go through so much shit on a daily basis and you can't wear a fucking mask. Like, sorry for my French, but it's like, we go through environmental oppression and discrimination and economic and all this and you're crying because you got to wear a mask i'm like that's the least of your worries to be honest even during covid like so i mean that's just one gripe i have something i notice is like really hold on you well i was just saying like i was just saying that you know the story with the lady she had her mask on her car she had passed out she wasn't getting enough oxygen and she died. She crashed yeah. her car. You yeah. know what I mean? like there, there's people who have under underlying issues where a mask or uh, you know, obstruction. It's gonna away. affect their health. Yeah, yeah I agree. Even know? when I go grocery shopping, I'm like, yo, this thing's suffocating me. Seriously. But I'm I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask like do you think that our freedoms and granted there's I'm not saying we are immune to them being revoked, but do you think that our freedoms would be our, our could possibly be our downfall? Because that's why I believe why these people are in so utter rebellious because they're like, nah, you can't force me. You can't force me. You're you're stepping on my civil liberties. So there's so much against it. But you yeah. think that is it? I mean, when you're comparing it internationally, COVID rates around the world, is it our freedoms that are are, are causing the the spikes? I'm not saying I would sacrifice them to lower the curve, but it it, yeah. it seems to be. Some sort or of I put it this way: How about this? I mean, the powers that be want to remain in power and continue to remain in power. The only way they can have absolute power is if our freedoms are gone. Oh, that's a given, man. So that's a given. Into what you're asking, we're the last, and we talked about this. We're like one of the last bastions of total freedom 
in a mm-hmm. nation. And I know I had people disagree with me. I, I was talking to somebody it's like, nah, that's not true. I'm like, look at COVID on who got their shit controlled versus now. Not even that. Look at Second Amendment rights like around the world. It's uh, It was only a handful of co- countries that where you could have gun rights like us for the most part. Because it's like right now, if uh, these world governments, mm-hmm. you know, if they wanted to be, if they wanted to come down with a hammer and be oppressive to their citizens, like they couldn't do shit but throw uh, Molotov cocktails and stones at them. You know, maybe uh-huh. some bows and arrows or something yeah. if you're allowed to have those. I know, um, y'all, I think it is something to the fact that we have our Constitution and Bill of Rights, even though it's shitted on, so it's it's used, uh, it's abused for the people in power, the elite. Yo, they can only abuse it so much because of two alpha. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it can't, if we didn't have Second Amendment rights, yeah, then the feds could come up in everybody's house and be like, we must test you for COVID. Yeah. Like hold him down and put the know. put that Q-tip in the nose. They can't do that shit because there's too many guns out there. But, I, um, think, I think the other thing is to consider is that um, shit. Um, I think the handling. I think our administration does play a huge role in too why we have the spike. They waited too long to implement all this shit. Really? Granted, we can make the argument they got the information late or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you should have been already on top I of this. We were following it early. Yeah. Granted, at the same time, even did we, we had can, we can admit that our administration is very incompetent. Like, let's just call it what it is. With cha- with turnover and shit at the same at this critical time, you got all these people like leaving office. That were critical to being able to flatten the curve and all this shit. Well, yeah, you got some, um, you had some, but to be fair, the job is tough. Yes. And then you have, uh, uh, again, we don't know, we're not privy to everything that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But it's like, remember we, when we, and I only want to mention because 9 11, because they they took our video down. (laughs) But, anyways, we, we mentioned that. 9-11, 9-11, it sparked a lot of security upgrades. And if it wasn't for 9-11, all these enhanced security measures would have been shot down by the Congress and shot down by the American people. So uh, I'm only saying that to put forth these these radical uh, measures for health and safety... Hold up. For radical health and safety, like so early in the game... We the the people would have rejected it. They'd be like, "Oh, you want me to stay home? You want to shut the economy? You want me to wear a mask?" The people would have rejected it. Would have been really pissed off. It wasn't until they had the data and they had the numbers. We're like, "Okay, maybe this is a good idea. Maybe people will comply." We still have the data. We still have the numbers. And as you mentioned, and there are people who still don't want to comply. So I don't want to say it. It, it comes from uh, acting late. It's People don't like change. You're going to fight it every step of the way. And that alone is, is, is a factor we have to say. And the reason why I say it's like our rights get in, in the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of rights. Love rights. Don't want you to take them away. But it's like there's a difference between saying, hey, you guys should wear a mask. Maybe you guys should stay home to, to where you're saying, like, how they're doing in the Philippines. Like, yo, y'all motherfuckers out after the dark, you'll get shot. What, yeah. you, what they're trying to say, like, oh, 
we I tell him shoot the kill, shoot him yeah. dead. Like yeah. there's a difference between that and what we're doing here. And so that, that that's where I was going with the whole freedom thing. But I got you. no, I got exactly what you're saying. I was just saying, yeah, it's something to that. Um, so I'm saying you you, you wanted to say? Yeah. Oh no, no, you had something before. <laughs> no, it's fine. I I totally uh, <laughs> I was just like, wow, Philippines is crazy right now. Yo, the whole world Yo, is crazy he, he now. Think Trump is bad. That dude is no joke. Like, Dorothy. No, well, let, let's not take the spotlight off of Trump because we mentioned it briefly about the suspension of the elections. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's what touch on that. Um, well, the only things we really had left was that uh, Chicago police chief just recently got promoted and then all of a sudden Yo, he committed he killed, yeah yeah they're saying he supposedly killed himself let me see what wow what it says so the you autopsy know? rules it was a suicide police chief recently promoted um now what did he get promoted to police chief i guess he came he from promoted the chief so maybe he yeah. knew and again playing devil's advocate in the in the event that he really did kill himself Perhaps he became privy of what the scope what he was really dealing with, and particularly with the um, how do you say the federal authorities coming mm. on the scene. It could have been pressure with that. It, it could be, I don't know. But then there could be some foul play too. What are your thoughts? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say you know, if they're in this every day and they know uh, how to stage crimes and you know they know where to shoot you at to to make it look like you shot yourself or something. You know what I mean? They, they so you're assu- you're assuming foul play. Maybe I I don't I can't say because I don't know all the details. I'm not gonna give us all the details. So all right, so I give I give some some kind of stats on police suicide. Um, it's reported that the U.S. Justice Department reported suicide mm-hmm. rate among Chicago police officers. Just Chicago was sixty percent higher than the national average. Oh wow! Among police officers that's one factor right 60 yeah his suicide is the latest of nine suicides by chicago police officers in the last two years and comes three years after that study by the u.s department of justice also i got another stat and that was from this is from chicago news 5 nbc and this one is from abc news this study according to blue help it's some kind of organization Mm -hmm. that the state of New York had the highest number of suicides for police officers, which is 27, followed by California, 23, Texas, 19, Florida, wow. 15. Um, and the amount of suicides in 2019 of 228 current and former police officers died by suicide compared to 172 in 2018. It's a nonprofit, Blue Help. That's what it's called. That's very interesting. But what the most interesting fact was that Chicago's suicide rate was 60% higher than the national average. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. But back to your to my question I threw at you, what are your thoughts? Suicide, foul play? It's all speculation would, from here. I know, yeah, it's definitely speculation. You bring up a good point, knowing that pressure that he's walking into. Mm-hmm. 
I can see where that shit can be super overwhelming. You know, we've been in law enforcement, security, infantry, basically. And we we're have one of the highest suicide rates in the Divorce era. rates, domestic violence, yes, fucking indeed. alcoholism, all that shit. So, But again, I want to emphasize is, remember we discussed season one and I said, yeah, and I entertained the idea of a hard push. Like what could potentially happen here. And... Essentially, as police chief in Chicago, if something like that were implemented, a hard push resulting in mass loss of life, mm-hmm. that blow would be on his hands. Even though it's like the Freds are kind of like superseding authority, like mm-hmm. command, he would still be working with... Somehow, it's, it's his city, and that would fall yeah, yeah. on him. So you you the police of, chief of Chicago, that's your city. Yeah, it's all on like, That's a lot, and then you're knowing like, Again, these super cops ain't armed up to just you. You see them with like the FN 303s. Those are like the paintball guns. Mm-hmm. But what you see in the front, you best believe there's some QRFs. That's a quick response force who are armed to the teeth, who are ready to uh, find the, the the people who are out there shooting and shit. Because that's what they really want to do is curb the curb the violence. Yeah. But if that that police chief, I could only imagine he's like he's getting a briefing. I'm I'm sure. They're like, oh, um, 15,000 uh, highly trained, blah, blah, blah. These guys are coming in. They are targeting the raid here, 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 all these hot spots. It's going to result in this, potentially this much collateral damage, and yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. And like. Because police chief is very political. Once it you is. get in that, it's all politics then. And then it, perhaps he got wind to some sort of agenda that is, uh, that's going on from this. It, Mm. I, I don't know. Again, we're we're speculating. We're seeing what's going on in yeah. current events. I would not want the job. My yeah. myself, particularly, it's like, yo, you're it's you're in charge by face, but not tactically in command. Exactly. So, like that situation is is kind of frustrating too. I imagine. And I was trying to find stats on just to narrow down of black police officers committing suicide. What mm-hmm. is that? And that was very hard to come by. I was looking for like some kind of stats on that. Okay. But I'd be really curious to know those rates. Probably have to revisit that, like just to find those rates because it didn't seem like they had them readily available. Um, I think it's a combination of both. I think it could be foul play, or he could be like, you know what? Before I get into this t- thing too deep and regret. The decisions I'm about to make or actions yeah. I'm about to take, I'd rather take my own life. But why not yeah. resign? Yeah, and that's another thing. Um, I, that's another question that can make me believe that it was foul play. No, no, I mean, I'm sure he's a chief. He's getting his pension. Yeah. Sure, yeah. he dropped his papers. He'd get his retirement. Like, okay, yeah, nope, I don't want that job. And he would be Gucci, sitting on the yeah. boat, smoking cigars, whatever. But why not resign or retire, rather? I don't know. That's We don't know him. I guess I'll have to dig deep and see how he was as a person outside where, of where, where did he do it, like, in his private place? I think so. Was there any left? And it's it like, was in his chest. It was a chest shot, self-inflicted chest no, shot. I'm not buying Now that you tell me that, no. So here's the thing. You And a fun fact for you, when you get shot in the chest, you can live to about 14 seconds. 14 seconds with a hole in your chest is like ex- 
a flaming, burning hole, and it's just pretty freaking excruciating. So I wouldn't say that's a preferred way to go. The best way to go is like where you're going to die like 99.9% of the time. If you put a gun in your mouth and it blows a hole through the back of there, it destroys the brain stem, and you mostly will... You won't even hear the bullet. You won't even hear the sound of the bullet go off. Yeah. Or they say through the temple, but you can miss on the temple. It's ideally through yeah. there. But we're not encouraging suicide. We're just no, telling. Hell nice. no. Help. Pulling it out like. Yeah. Okay, I can't. I, I can't deal with it anymore. I'm just. But hold on. Let me hold that thought. Because maybe, just maybe, he was being like, I don't want to say, egotistical, like. Well, I want to. Clo- I don't want to close casket. I want to open casket funeral. So, no, fuck that. That would still hurt. Like a, no, you don't shoot yourself in the chest to kill yourself. If you've been in that situation ever, I don't think that you're gonna be thinking about like my casket or you know what I mean. Yeah, but at the same time, you are thinking about do I want to be? Do I want to die with a burning hole in self-inflicted burning hole in my chest, or do you just want to just end it? I don't really know because like. Yeah, I don't know how everybody else thinks, but, like, wouldn't you want to go fast, like, Me, personally, like, you know, leave that mess for someone else. I'm going off to better places. Yeah. After you made that decision of, like, I'm doing it, you really don't care about, like, And And that's what I'm saying. And and now that you've given us that newly uh, available information, I'm not saying I'm I'm leaning more to the side of foul play. Mm Mm-hmm. But, well, I guess I should say I'm leaning more to the side of foul play. No one shoots herself in the chest to kill themselves. Yeah, really, they don't. I mean, I'm not going to say no one because I'm sure it has been done. But it's like, it, this is like, rare cases, you sure. and I, we, yeah. we know about firearms. And we know the effective ways to neutralize the enemies and or ourselves in the unlikely event that you needed to well, take yourself I'm, out. I'm just a and, and there's, sure there's mad he, factors, you know, like. He's a police officer. He know it, about guns, so. and that's what I'm saying. So he's seen a few suicides as well. I mean, it, it, it's it's difficult to stage a, a, a shot there, but right here or through there, than right to here. stage there. Yeah, that's a boom to the chest. It's put like, the gun in your hand, and then on top of that, is there was there any note? Was there any, any communication? Yeah, it, I didn't hear all that actually. Yeah, I'm leaning more to foul play, any, man. Yeah, was there any investigation? Like, how was the was the just the autopsy was like, yo, he committed suicide. And he, then I was just about to ask you that. They call it, it's there's a a medical term that's used when because you know when a, a bullet goes off, it's a lot of gases. Mm-hmm. It's point blank range. The gases he actually burn onto the here. they burn onto the to the to the flesh. Mm-hmm. And if it was like from right here, yeah, you would have all of that absorbed into the chest. But if it's like from across the room, mm-hmm. that's going to be absent. So I, I'm very curious. Exactly. Uh, on it, does, it doesn't give many details, of course, because he's a cop. So they're not going to give out as many details it, anyway. Ongoing investigations to say that. It just seems like too many. Yep, it's uh-huh. a suicide. We're not gonna dig any further. It's a suicide. It's like all the black people was hanging. Yeah, from like, trees. Oh. Like black people do this all the time. They they hang themselves from trees all the time. I've like, never, I've never like. Yeah, I don't know. Only thing I can think of maybe prison because that's what you got access to. It's yeah. like the tying up of the maybe. Oh, tree, though, on a tree. Come on. Yeah, not not on a tree. We know the significance of exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. I can honestly, I would say, I would venture to say though, if you if you're not black american it would you would have a different thought on that but if you're a black american you know mm-hmm. it 
questions are. And then, per- and particularly, you're not leaving any communication confirming, like, yo, this is what it is. A lot of speculation. You're leaving a lot of room for for guessing and know, and, and for foul assume assumptions of foul play. Exactly. Yeah. So basically, I give a snapshot of his career, like he him working his way up. Twenty nine mm-hmm. years on the force. He worked at the undercover, huh? He's on it for thirty years, like so he knows, like. Um. He was undercover in narcotics, homicide detective, internal affairs. Hmm. He did all that shit, and then he was. Have dirt. I'm sorry. He has dirt. Or he had dirt. Thirty years. If you're internal affairs, that one alone rings off some alarm bells for me. Mm -hmm. Some red flags right there. Yeah. So he did. He had basically a stellar career. They say he was very popular. So there's something really fishy about that shit. To be honest. Anything about his home life? Uh, Again, that whole. That against yo CJ, if you didn't say that chest wound, I would have just been like, okay, yo, you know, the job, the job is difficult. It's a lot of stress, and you mentioned the sixty percent higher suicide rates in Chicago. I'm like, okay, sucks. Thank you for your service. But now that you you all these coming together, um, yeah, it it needs a um, it needs another look. And yeah, there's someone who has. Did someone get a promotion because of that? Who has the most again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. People, you know? And I and I, I I say that angle as well. And again, just saying the state of affairs in Chicago right now with the emergence of um, this newly formed uh, law enforcement organization, there's a lot. It's a weird and, state. And the mayor is very. How should you put it? Uh, flaky. On her messaging and how she acts, me and Cam have touched over like how she talked about get ready for the new world order. Like your allegiance to their new world. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. See something like I will not stand for feds invading Chicago, like taking over Chicago. But then she'll say something totally crazy. So she's not really reliable as a leader for Chicago. I see that as well. Are yeah. any our officials or our government officials like? But again, um. Again, this is a wake-up call and, and, a, and a standard calling to mm-hmm. everyone. And uh, I suppose next week we, we can uh, do this on do-it-yourself politics, but we need to get these deadlines for these offices, like when you got to have your stuff together to run. Because mm-hmm. when, when the vacancies are up and let people know, like, yo, get your package together, get your best suit, tie, you know, a little skirt suit if, you, if you're a lady or that's what you're yeah. into. And then, like you know, run for these, run for these offices. You know, like we we seen it. We say it. People say it time and time again. Oh, they're incompetent. They're not good. Blah blah. Yeah. You can do a better so job. I say, if you think you get up, better, get up there you, and do it. Up there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, couple last topics. I guess we'll close out because we're okay. At, I'm definitely doing timestamps for this one because we went all over the place. Well, we, um, we got some eye candy, so I so I'm sure our viewers will. <laughs> We'll stay longer to watch my. I was referring to my shirt, not. Uh, <laughs> I'm a lowly lady, so you know. Um, to my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, little column A, little column B. Yeah. Uh, we, um, we went in, but what else we got on the agenda? Basically, these are other society topics. We're talking about um, the U.S. to withdraw nearly 12,000 troops from Germany. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's I mean, go ahead. Say oh, your no, thoughts. No, no. I mean, we just we just heard about it a, a far longer than. Yeah. So you you already know what I told you. Like upgrade America. I want this thing to be to rival the power of the CIA. I want to have a news agency that has intel, like the raw intel, so we can get it and people can make their own assumptions. So that that entails, you know, building networks across the world. Shout out to um to my buddy overseas. I'm not gonna say no names because you know our, our sources gotta remain anonymous. But yeah. I was having a conversation with a gentleman, and he was just telling us like, "Yo, he told me this like a month ago." Matter of fact, this was like this is when the Charlemagne the God um when he hit me up on the birthday. Yeah. My buddy hit me up after that, and he was telling us how like yeah they're getting ready to pull mad troops out of Germany and send them to Poland and to other uh other different combat theories. So on per on I'm sorry, on paper, it sounds nice. Troop withdrawal, down downsizing, uh re- removing troops from Germany, but on all actuality, they're putting them I said Poland, but I really think it's Belgium. It seems it's between it's, uh, Belgium, Italy and Poland, I think. Okay, so Poland was on, on there I think too. So. But there are uh military analysts who are saying this this prevents readiness it degrades downgrades readiness because it's everyone's so scattered yeah i don't see how because europe is pretty europe fits in like texas so i don't get what they're talking about Um, um, let me pull it up real quick i'm just curious to what uh because okay my understanding during the iraq war Mm -hmm. like Germany was is with NATO, so they accompanied us with ISAF, the International Security um, I served with Force. Them. Yeah, and um, I worked with them in, in NATO when I was in Germany. Yeah, but um, anyways, Germany they helped with that, but they didn't want to join the coalition of forces for the Iraq War. So how America punished them diplomatically was we closed, I believe it was Rhine Mine, which mm-hmm. was a little air base by France. Yeah. And um, this, in turn, it, it hurt the German economy because essentially a military base is a little town. It's a little town. It generates revenue. There's jobs and restaurants and clubs. Yes. Shout out the Black Sounds if they're still open in Germany. No, they're not. Uh, I, I told oh, you German peoples, and it's not open. They miss it. I miss it, too. Well, I mean, imagine everything's closed now because of COVID. Yeah. But, like... Anyways, it's like there's it's a little town, so we we closed that base to punish them for not helping us out in Iraq, and they lost billions of dollars like that. So I only bring that up to say I'm curious what this is about diplomatically. Like, what do you think this is about? Uh, I'm trying to read through it. Basically, Trump defended the decision Wednesday, saying the troop withdrawals taking place because Berlin is not spending the NATO target of two percent of its GDP on defense, and because mm-hmm. Germany. Germany was taking advantage of the U.S. We spend a lot of money on Germany. They take advantage of us on trade. They take advantage of us on military. So we're reducing force. So that was one of the one rare occasions where me and Trump, we uh, we, we, we reconcile. And I mentioned that in the Upgrade America book, Policy for the Future. It's when I was working at NATO, there were countries who would laugh at us. Like, ha, 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 we save so much money on defense because America wants to be everywhere. You know, and I'm like, yeah, we're covering 70% of NATO's bill. And let's just say, you know how much that is offhand? Should we do uh, it? We're, we're covering 70% of that. Let me see. 
Let's look at NATO budget 2020. Okay. But I'm going to go into, you know, we've been debating highly, passionately about mm -hmm. maintaining the status quo of American presence militarily in sovereign nations. And I'm pretty much, and I went back and forth with some people on Twitter. I think vets or families of vets or active duty. And I was just saying, we're coming into the new age where technology is the great equalizer and yes, we don't indeed. really need a land presence everywhere, maybe like small footprints. And we're to the point too, where we, if anything, Rona has showed, we need to really focus on our country. And then also work on the economic and political uh, geopolitics with our standing in the world, because that's highly eroded and fucked up. Yes, indeed. And I think part of what would help that is getting out of people's country because I thought about it, I was like, and this is my main argument to people that want to maintain status quo. We don't have other people's countries, military, active duty bases on American soil. So okay. how do you think countries feel with us on their shit? And again, they're like, I'm sure the diplomats like it because mm -hmm. again, it's just like they, they feel safe. They don't have to spin up all that money on their defense budget, exactly. you know, but at the same time, the people have an occupying, um, an occupying military force that's not their own. And you're right, because we get pissed off that uh, the federal authorities are even thinking about, you know, mobilizing in our city, let, let alone, uh, you know, I, I couldn't imagine how, you know, these other countries feel as well. They do. They do. They they absolutely so, do. Just like how you said, they they cut they cut the you know the amount so they punish them because you know, they want to help, right? But at the end of the yeah. day, if you if you go to everywhere we we're stationed at, you have anti-American people like, yo, oh, we want y'all yeah. to fuck out of here. Like we're oh, tired yeah. of being here. Like we, I'm sure you, you had protest training as yeah. well, anti-protest yeah. riot These training. Feel entitled. That's why they do. It, it's like. Well, if you look at our presence militarily, like, obviously, it's real obvious, like, we're very entitled. Like, well, we mentioned this season one, though. You yeah. said not so much, you said downscaling, because come on, let's be real. In 2020, do we really need tanks? And you said it yourself about uh, the tech being the equalizer. Like, drones can do a lot of surveil uh, aerial surveillance and everything. What I we agreed to upon is like having smaller counter terrorist units and then having technology and support, you know, like as needed. But having these, you're right, having these gargantuan bases and everything. But I guess it, it's what about keeping the infrastructure though? I think the best example I think we shared on season one was like with Germany. I think it was a base in like Mons or something Mines? like that. Yeah, I think back M in the M A I N Z, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They gave it back to the city or whatever, but they integrated it. It was very responsible how they gave it back to Germany and it worked out very well for that. I think that I think that's where the area was. Because it's so like we right need now to that blueprint mm -hmm. as far as doing that. Because right now we're deviating from large scale wars. And things of that nature, but at the same time, in an unlikely event, we needed it. Like, um, in an unlikely event, we needed it. Like, it would be great to have runways and uh, you know various infrastructure throughout Europe. Yeah, I mean that's all you would need would be runways. But 
to push back and kind of agree with what Trump in principle is saying, like, yo, y'all need to hold your own fucking weight. Like, yeah. you know, like I kind of I agree with that part, but I also know like it's kind of hand in hand. Like What's we want to be there too. Like let's not act like we don't want oh, to stay well, here. So is you said we want to be there. Yeah, power. At, at, at one power at one point in time, at one point in time, yeah, there's the power. But one point in time, we perceived Russia, the USSR, to be a, a, a credible threat, and that's a whole formation of NATO was for. Mm-hmm. But now it seems that a certain administration is rather chum chum with our uh, with Russia and yeah. Putin, and it's like I'm just trying to. I really want to look at it from a military strategy perspective. Is there any disadvantage to the troops? Because we already have the, the mention of the, the scandal where contracts were taken out on American soldiers. Mm-hmm. Lives were lost. And there was no retaliation or even comments mm-hmm. from the sitting administration. So it's like, does this move put our troops at disadvantage? If it does, then I, I think it needs some further uh, investigation. I, in a weird way, I don't know what to think of because, like you said, if they're in cahoots, they cool. What's the what's the background deal that we don't know about? What's the deal? Okay, we moving to Poland. Obviously, Poland is closer to Russia. Yes, and that's all. That's what that I was like, that's closer to Russia. Yes. But so then I'm like, make that make sense, as we say in our community. Like, I don't have the like I said, I'm not connecting all the dots. And that's why I said I would investigate it further just to see. Because, um, and I'm swinging back to that delayed election thing. Because it seems like a Putin tactic. It seems like a typical uh, dictator tactic to, to, to try to do it. And technically, Trump didn't try to do it. He suggested it. Because I don't think he has the power to do it. He would need a lot more. Uh, well, that was like, it was bipartisan, this move. So let's throw that out there. So there's, okay, because the last information I had was, like, he tweeted it with a yeah. question mark, like, would you like some, um, would you like some rum and coke? Would you like to delay the election? Like, he, oh, no, oh, no, I was talking about the, the troop withdrawal thing. Now, you're talking oh, about. Oh, no, no, yeah, 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 I heard about that. Okay, so let's, about, let's talk about what you're talking about with the Trump thing. Yeah, because I'm like, okay. You brought this up, too, what, a few episodes like, back. Because like you know, yeah, we did. Because I I could totally foresee this. Like it's going to be leveraged one way or another. But you know, I, I mentioned because you know they already have a cool relationship, and and I want to say to some degree, I think that Trump admires Putin. Oh, and we would like, and, and would like to have a uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He He's would want. To make America and th- this is just me speculating. Oops, I got low battery thing is on. Is he speculating? I, I'm, I'm, he, you know, I'm guessing, but it's like I'm, I'm saying I think he wants something like what Russia. Will we say Putin is in power for the next 36 years or was it 16 years? It's something crazy. Yeah. Something, something ridiculous. But he's in he's in power for life, more or less. And it's like um, delaying the elections would be a first step to making that happen. It's just like, oh, we must delay the elections because it's unsafe. No worries, I will stay in power and we'll let you know when it's good. let you know when it's and when it's when it is safe for you. Yeah. Oh, it seems all uh, Operation what was that thing? Warp speed. We hit a oh. little roadblock in Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, yeah, I know it's twenty twenty four, but I think I should still be president. 
you know, for a little bit long. It just well, seems like we are edging towards that scenario. And the thing is, too, I want to press upon our upgraders nationwide. Mm-hmm. You got to hold these GOP candidates. They've been pretty quiet about this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Democrats better fight like hell because this affects you guys, too. You got to live in America, end of the day. Yeah, Partisan yeah. shit aside. Y'all need to be fighting tooth and nail not to let this dude get away with delaying the election yes. by all means possible. Like, GOP, yeah, y'all up next. Y'all got to get voted back in these motherfucking spots. So, and that's why I said it's our duty to, um, you know, to let the people know, like, yeah, we seen how you handle COVID. We we seen how you handled police brutality. We seen how you you disrupted you 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 did very little for you know to ease the racial tension and financial disparity you know uh, uh, among the classes. Like, what the, what were we voting you back in for? Yeah. Like, people need to go and fill these seats. Uh, who they say was a uh, running incumbent? Like, for, oh man. For who? Mad offices. They're, oh yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna name a specific name. I'm just saying there's there's a lot of people who are running unopposed, running unopposed, and they're just like, up. Oh, I I won because I run or ran rather. You're gonna be dramatic, yeah. correct? But like, um, I think. Oh, uh, what was the other thing? Real quick, um, China and U.S. building tension on consulates being taken down. Uh, yeah, didn't you say they did like a neo uh, non-essential evacuation? Like they got everybody. Out of the embassies from China and stuff. Yeah. Um. Real quick, I th- I think my partner. Let me see. This is from Al Jazeera, which I like having different news from different outlets. No doubt. Uh, closure of Qingzhou, I think U.S. flag lowered at consulate, and they shut down, and the U.S. shut down a Houston consulate for the Chinese because there's a huge population of Chinese in Houston. Wow. Um. I thought there was a big. I know there's big population in China. I mean, uh, China, though, in New York City, you got China, yeah, no, like Houston, and also a, in uh, you know, in L.A. But I did not know so much about. Uh, like... Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, um, China said it'll take possession of the U.S. consulate hours after the flag of the building was lowered. They ordered wow. the U.S. to leave the building in response to the U.S. move to evict Beijing from its consulate in Houston. What? Mm-hmm. What was this all? What they didn't pay their rent or like yeah. what's that about? No, no, they're beefing. Like they're Just beefing. Out. Like yeah. Wow, that's pretty wild. I heard a fun, interesting story about a port in L.A. that China like owns the majority of. Mm. Okay, so it's affecting importation too. This is why. Okay, the China the consulate closures are sharp escalation of disputes between the two countries. Mm-hmm. Already damaged by the disagreements over China's territorial claims of the South China Sea. Okay. It's new security law in Hong Kong and the situation in exchange, I probably butchered that, and trade and technology. So that's basically why the beef is going on is because of those factors, which so we what know. What do we care about their water? What do we care about their water border? Commerce, money. Think about you know, it. But I mean, it's like, I get ship- how. Um... For instance, like um, North Korea, South Korea, they share a water border and they always have skirmishes. I get it because they're neighbors, but we're not exactly neighbors with China. Like, well, what do we care about their? Well, uh, we're we're you gotta think. I'm gonna just play China's viewpoint. We're yeah. surra- we surrounded them though. 
And this, oh, yes. You're this right. gives them an advantageous um, advantage if they control this part of the South China Sea. I'm not saying whether it's right or not. I'm saying. Oh, no, no. I get it. You broke it down. You broke it down for me. Yeah. That makes sense. And then trade and technology, we already know how that's been going with the tariffs and China withholding on stuff and, you and know. And putting back doors into their technology. Yeah, exactly. So that's basically what all the fighting is about. So we'll see what comes of that. Okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention real quick, I tried to type in black, positive black news for our race cards segment. And this is what came up on Yahoo. So I'm laughing because you told me this story. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so the first three things that pop up for positive black news is Herman Cain dies. Kamala Harris is outed, outed as Biden VP pick, maybe. So many bodies lost count. Grim business moving Latino coronavirus victims as death toll. What they got to do with black news? I'm just, I'm just thinking that the no, algorithm, the algorithm isn't like really uh, getting your intentions. I, I hate to see what you see. I hate to see when you Google, you know, bad news for the black community. Because, like. True, true. Hold on. Huh? I'll do it real quick. This is Yahoo. This is not Google now. This oh, okay. You Yahoo it then. You must be an Android user or something. You're right. <laughs> well, I don't use Safari. Uh, so. Um, I use Safari. That's my default. I, I, use know, Chrome no. on my, I use Chrome on here. Yeah. On my, my phone, I use Safari. Um, It's kind of weird. All right. It shows negative energy, images, brainwashed black Americans, NPR, the root. The blacker the content, the sweeter the truth. I kind of like that tagline. Blacker the content, the, the sweeter, sweeter the truth. truth. I like what? that. I like that. Whoever came up with that one. Um sweeter the truth mm. negative representations of black people in media mm. we um, have enough so the first top three things are biden potentially black woman vp pick creating negative chatter truth about black lives matter well we already went over that that's still our non-viewed episode ever <laughs> Algorithm murdered us on that yeah. one. They're like, yo, they buried that shit. We're um, gonna read this on nine page nine hundred ninety nine. This is all good though. Yeah, we good. Um, oh, the last thing I wanted to touch on because we never give proper love. Me and Cam had a discussion about a heated, passionate discussion about immigration mm. and who's the face of immigration because we were talking about um, oh policies affecting certain ethnic groups in America. And we were trying to find direct policies why we can't black Americans get policies made for us. And I made the argument that other groups get policies made for them. And I, I, I fought you on that. So here's one for the history books. I'm going to come <laughs> out and say I was wrong. I was wrong. Because there was, yes, yeah, now 900, 99.98. Percent of the time I'm usually right. Now like I went down 70, by like, like a fraction of a point. But no, you, you sent me a link where it said an executive order mm -hmm. specifically for Hispanics. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. Jaw drop. I'm like, oh, all the bullshit that's going on in the black community right now. Yeah. You want to do an A? And God bless you. I love you. Thank Thanks for, you know, well, you know, for supporting the channel. But it's like, we need some executive orders too. Yeah, you know, and um, you demonstrated that it is possible. We've been suppressed for 
you demonstrated that it's possible to. But again, uh, executive orders are from a president. They're I don't want to say they're easy to make, but yeah, it's not yeah. like a permanent bill that's in place. So I, 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 I'll, I'll bump my average up to 99.98.5, just because I was executive orders that count, but not so much. Yeah, um, it was just to highlight, like, they can if they want to. That's basically what the point I was trying to make. I didn't disagree with you because you and I concurred that sending a bunch of aid to Israel makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for other reasons, which we already talked about in season one. We already discussed why, but... Um, but on the bright side, it shows how easily executive orders can be signed, mm-hmm. like, by a president. And I, I'd sign them off left and right. I'd be like, oh, reparations exploratory committee? Check. You know what I mean? And then uh, among various other things, uh, the, uh, the civil, the, how do you say, the... Um, Man, the CCA, the Citizens Advocates Agency, that could be an executive order. We make up a certain amount of America, right? So we get reparations, right? You think that white America is going to be okay with that, or Um, Hispanic community, like? I mean, it's it's like everyone acts like black people would not be paying reparations as well. Like, let's make this abundantly clear: reparations isn't for the, the the sins of, of white people's ancestors, granted they should pay too, but it's for the sins of the federal government. Like mm-hmm. the feds they permitted it, the states they permitted it. It's rape, murder, torture, all that stuff. They facilitated it and permitted it. This mm-hmm. is what we're seeking reparations for. Because while you're these old ancestors and whatever from white people who own slaves and stuff, while they're dead and and, and dust the same federal government that was that permitted it is still in power today, exactly. and we are, are seeking still, we are seeking still. reparations from the government. So, as the people bankroll the government, you, I, all the black people receiving it would be paying for it too if they're paying taxes. So yeah, we need to get over that. Um, families in detention. Just wanted to highlight some facts from Black immigrant lives under this pandemic situation under Rona. So Haiti has 44% families in detention. What do you mean? And where? In America? Yeah, like ICE. It says basically this site is black immigrants under attack. Black immigrant lives are under attack. This is uh, this coming from the Refuge and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services. I guess it's a nonprofit. This is where the info is coming from. And this is all based off of ICE kind of activity. So basically, if you're a black immigrant, you're definitely shitted on a lot more. Cruel and unusual unusual punishment. And I've heard that as well. Like, there was a uh, Haitian guy who got raped by the, the NYPD. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, it's, I imagine it's bad for, you know, for, for all immigrants and even worse when, when you're black. But um, what, the, what else are they saying about it? Oh, like as far as, but bonds paid for him, just for example, um, just bonds paid nationally for immigrants in detention are averaged at $16,700, which is 54% higher than other immigrant groups. 
Hold on, you're saying that's how much it costs to get them out of detention? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It averaged, yeah. That's like a yearly salary. Yeah. yeah, that's from pretty much every, well, yeah, that's pretty much every probably immigrant group around that range as far as a yearly salary if you go down to each country. But they're saying the average immigration bond is uh, 10.5. So 10.5 what? Uh, ten thousand five hundred dollars. Oh, okay. So then that's more reasonable. That's more reasonable. That's more. Uh, but I, I heard that too. Well, no, not for. It's not for detention. I heard like coming into the country. Like mm-hmm. when you're coming from certain countries, they want you to have so much money in your bank account so they know yeah. you're like a. Yeah. a I don't want to say flight risk because that's when you're like running from going to court or some shit. But like, I don't know. It's. it's I don't want to say is it lawful to have different prices for different... Because I know they have different prices for that, for the bank account check, but is it lawful to have different mm-hmm. bail? Is that for different nationalities? Like, that's... Well, they're saying black immigrants at greater risk for deportation. So not percentage of non-citizens who are black, 7.2%. Uh, 20.3% percentage of those facing deportation deportation on criminal grounds who are black so that shit jumps up crazy Hmm. Um, it says ice locks up black immigrants in solitary confinement more often um that's that's more often so i mean it's not surprising yeah it says wow um Longest length of detention in 2019, the average is 55 days, a year, five years, and 10 years. So immigrants from Rwanda and Kenya were up to 10 years. You said 10, 10 years. years are in ICE for 10 years? Yep. Get the frig out. Send me back to my country, please. <laughs> like, I would rather be back in my country than, you know. If it's on the Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, there's... You, you don't know where, where, where they came from. You're absolutely They're right. saying uh, Somalians had one of the highest asylum denial rates in the same period. In 2007, they also experienced the highest rate of deportations. So then what are your thoughts on that, man? And how do we fix it? Uh, basically, everybody... Determine eligibility for immigration. Because it's like, here's the thing. If your country is dicked up, is it our nation's responsibility? Like, oh, well, your country's fucked up. Like, you all got to come over here. Like, it's that's... I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. It's tough because, you, for the most part, these people we're talking about more than likely are lower or middle class at the most. Mm-hmm. And the people that get through easier are upper class or rich, probably immigrating from other countries. So... I also think it depends on our relationship geopolitically with the country that you're coming from. So with Haiti, what are you really giving us in America that is of value from an American perspective? Besides probably what, cheap labor, to be honest? Like I know that we do some manufacturing in Haiti because I remember last company I worked for, our shirts are made in Haiti, which I found interesting. So... But you could say that for all the other immigrant groups. So I don't know. You should find some kind of equality based on income, some kind of program where it's just and equal somehow 
with immigration because not all immigrants are tra- treated equal. We already I, know that. I entertained the idea of buying Mexico last season one. Yeah, you did. I heard and someone else mention that, mention that afterwards. Now, what about these littler, these littler, smaller countries? Like, well, not we, so much statehood, yeah. but like, um, like basically, like Australia, like we illustrated, is an LLC of America. It is, but it's like to the point that we can have control and influence over it. Not so much. I don't I'm see what like, going for it. Like these these countries, and America's going under herself. So I can only imagine these smaller countries are are pretty. Uh, they're going down as well. Barely floating. Yeah, yeah, they're struggling to stay afloat. What I'm saying is like, if. Everyone wants to escape their country to come here. But if we bring here to there, there exactly. would they want to stay? No. Why? Because you're like, you can only assume if we're bringing here to there, we're bringing good order and discipline and as well as yeah. economic prosperity. More Granted, not so much because of COVID. But like if we brought here to there, would people want to stay? I don't know if about Haiti that. If became Puerto Rico. If you said what? If Haiti became Puerto Rico. So a commonwealth, not necessarily we bought them. Well, it's very gray with that shit. But it was more, so and everyone was like, oh, national com- pride and all that shit. Well, like, people are escaping your national pride. So let that shit go. Join forces with a, you know, with a stronger entity. And then, you know, we can all upgrade America. Oh, yeah. The expanded, nah, I, expanded, upgraded, expanded America. I can see more partnerships and strategic alliances. I can't see nobody say, oh, yeah, you can just own our country. No, nah, I don't see that shit. And that again, like I said, I think it's because they are they are clinging to, how do you say, heritage or clinging towards this ethnocentric pride and, and BS. But at the end of the day, if you're, your country's going under, you're struggling financially, you're struggling you know, you're struggling with healthcare. You're struggling with infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? People but are people are escaping your country. Yeah. Come there. Why, why not? But understand. Hold up. But understand. This is the philosophical difference and pushback we always have with each other. Is mm-hmm. we created a lot of these problems in Europe and other nations by going into the countries in the first place mm-hmm. to worsen these conditions to make them weak to where we can take advantage of their resources, their policies, and all these things like that. So, for me, how I'm looking at it is like, well, we did most of the damage anyway. And I, I agree with you, but here's the thing. They ain't getting not near a dime of reparations until I get mine. So, the best deal I can give them in the meantime is like, come play ball with us. And maybe, just maybe, if the deal was sweet enough, you know, they might be entitled to reparations as well as slavery had a, it played a major part yeah. in their history. Well, for Haiti, their reparations would come from France. And all the Caribbean areas, mm-hmm. their reparations come from England or France or whoever, Dutch or whoever that. Same thing with Africa. Everybody has oh, their... Like beach. I said, we will get the money... We yeah. definitely get the money. What if we got to get it from the French or whoever? Yeah. So give them a piece. It's, well, it's, I suppose it's a matter of what do they have to offer to to us. Well, all countries got something to offer. That's why yes, we're in indeed. fucking every country. Yes, <laughs> so. All I'm saying is like um, it's something to consider. And I'm not saying with the dinosaurs brokering this deal. 
I'm talking about young bloods like you and me. Like we be like, yo, what's up, Haiti? Like we we see you, you know, you you want to play ball with us? You want to be friends? Like let's let's see where we can uh find some mutual interest. Fifteen, fifteen. I I see more business deals and economic stuff <laughs> like, but not when you say Commonwealth and like we buy them and that that shit I don't see going. So I know that it sounds crude and it sounds rude. Pardon me. And that type of guy, but it's like, um, let's really talk about immigration and the economic. burdens and you're talking about people in cages for 10 years exactly that's yeah but again and i and i dare say you have people who are desperately trying to get here because over there is messed up but if you improve over there they may not want to come flood over here and that's all i'm saying if we can do it mutually where it's like yo like okay things are more we we have mutual gain then you know that's the, I think that's what it is because we're, we got to be spending countless billions on uh, on, on immigration ice, yeah. or on ICE and then everything else uh, yeah. associated along with it. Because when you're talking about these detainment camps, there are jails yes. and jails are a multi-billion, if not trillion dollar industry. Yeah. I can only imagine how much we're spending on ICE. Yeah, but, uh, the world is what has to come together. Yeah, I has, agree. We have that. to work together, and it's whether it's. Yeah, it's we don't necessarily up. have to put a flag up on there, but we got to work together. I get it. They're not supposed to be here. They're here illegally. But, you know, they may be running for something way worse and to, like, jail them. That's kind of, you know, um, domestic violence and stuff like that. We don't jail, like, women or whoever's running away from the situation. But that's what they're doing. They're running away from a situation that they cannot handle you know, where they're at, and then we're putting them in jail because of it, you know? So let me me pose this question. In the future, based on Rona, this is going to shift a lot of things just in the future anyway. Do you see Canada, Mexico, and America becoming one country at some point? I do. They mentioned that AmeroCoin. Have you heard of that? Mm Mm-mm. I didn't. So I'll Google it for you right I, I now. It's be, it's uh, a it's a currency. It was supposed to be for some trade agreement that it was going to be like the euro, but it was going to be a coin or a currency that America and Mexico and okay. Canada would use. America currency. So I'm hitting Google I mean, right now. When I was a child and we go to Canada, our um our currency was more than theirs, but now like today. It's not. Their money what, in worth, Canada? Yeah, their money's worth yeah. more than now. It's like $2 to our dollar or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but before it used to be, I would go there with a $20 bill, I'd get like 30 bucks, you know what I mean? So like have, you, bucks. have you heard uh, of the North American Monetary Union? I mean, it was that long ago, you know, not that old. So. <laughs> so the North American Monetary Union is a theoretical economy economic and monetary union of three North American countries, Canada, the United States, and America and Mexico. Implementation would involve three countries giving up their current currency units 
and implementing, adopting a new one created especially for the purpose. Some versions of the theory assume only the United States and Canada would be included. Um, yeah, but it's referred to as the Amero. So oh, okay. you can check it out on, on Wikipedia. If you just Google Amero why spelled... Just, why don't you just uh, take this language and drop it down? I mean, we'll drop it later. I'm not going to commit to it because yeah, I forget. We're actually three hours in, guys. <laughs> Oh yeah, shit. She's yeah. getting tired of talking to us. No, Sorry. I'm, 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 my my sister's in labor. She's been in labor since twelve, and I'm really nervous. Oh, the, the baby's tired. probably born by now. Yeah. Congratulations. There's no complications. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was saying um, uh, but they had they have that like that as far as that Amero concept. To answer your question, I could totally see it. Just as um, you have some Democratic candidates, who I believe it was Tulsi Gabbard was pushing for the no borders or something like that. Maybe, I could see her with something like there's that. there's some candidates who are pushing for open borders, and I could kind of see, particularly with Canada, we need some stability in Mexico, and yeah. um because you you open the borders down talk, there. Did you guys talk about the uh, the wall <laughs> coming down? Uh, what is it? What yeah, was I saw it? that too. Yeah, part like of it was falling down because yeah. of what? The storm or something was it because? Yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was because of the storm, but. So like, well, then but then there's there's another thing that Mexico is actually building a the wall, wall to keep us. us out because yeah. of COVID. As the COVID things were spiking. But we can still travel there, no problem. Out okay. of all the countries in there, yeah. I've been seeing people go on vacation in Mexico. Well, all I'm saying is like I could see that happening, but again, it's like there's. People who, you know, you, you think you're going to build a wall and just keep all the bad stuff on one side of the wall. Like, I dare say that money could be better spent trying to help another country. And, you know, so like I said, if you fix down there, they may not want to come all the way up here. And that's, like, just, that's just a you, theory. You know, America's like, oh, well, what the hell are we going to get out of it? Like, well, fix down, like what are we getting out of it? I told you about the whole, uh, I, I believe that we should legalize cocaine and control it and regulate it. Yeah, we already South talked America's, about it. You legalize drugs. Yeah, like the cartels have no incentive. What's their incentive now? And I, so I'm, I'm not saying we do business like, directly with the cartels. No, no, I'm saying that's one of their main business sources of revenue is... Oh, yeah, and they're making poo-poo okay. bucks. They make enough bucks to shit on the, the DEA, the, the Department of uh, the Drug Enforcement Agency, every year. The Drug Enforcement Agency budget is like $2 billion. The cartels are making over $30 billion yeah, a so. year. Like, come on. Yeah, so, so you, It makes sense to, you know, what's yeah. in it for America... Like, we have that bilateral agreement of getting a, a, a cheap product, you know, down there. But mm -hmm. that's uh, just uh, something to consider. But, yeah, yeah we, we are running late on as far as time. This is probably our longest episode. Yeah, hopefully we can upload it on the audio side because I know there is a time limit. So we're not going to talk about Trump's wall around the White House? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then there's that wall, too. So he built, like, a... He built an anti-protester wall. He's like fortifying the, the White House right now. Like, Let's see if must, I can get some clips. He must of know that. That something's gonna happen soon. <laughs> like, did Mexico pay for that wall too? <laughs> no. He started a GoFundMe. No worries. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yo, we covered a lot on this on this episode. Yeah, we gotta see what I gotta see what the limit is on that too. I'll let you know. I mean, in worst case scenario, you can drive the traffic to YouTube. They can get the whole thing. I've seen ten-hour YouTube videos yes, on there, so it's like um, I'm, I'm very confident we, we, like eight, so. 
we can get this up there. But yeah. yo, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on, on Facebook Live. IG, you is on there. I so think you're gone Facebook. now. Yeah, there's an hour, yeah. You know, this is, um, I, I love what we do, man. I think we really do a great job of summing up the week's uh, news, and I and I say that delicately because we're not quite the news yet. Yeah, we will be. So <laughs> so, and it's like um, we're really grateful for for you guys watching the show, giving us comments, I'm feedback on the show. Know. You already know, but um, that's all I got. Very blessed. It's sunny out there, and I'm, we got to have a lovely Sunday. It's nice up here in Jersey, I'm gonna be the weather girl, like with our news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you got any closing remarks? Uh, nah, that's it, man. Uh, had a good time. It it turned from uh, our usual format to just like really kicking it. So, well, the other thing we're curious to doing, see. man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to I'm kind of curious to see the response to this episode. I'm really curious. Nothing but blessings and positivity, yeah. I'm sure. But I, I want to say a final, final thought. Okay. Like I'm working, uh, volunteering with this local inclusion team at the at the day job, and they're you know they're hiring guest speakers and stuff like that. And this lady gets paid seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. to speak for forty five minutes, and I'm just like, I like to talk. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's just like. I, I, I swear you asked us where we're going with that. Yeah. I want to talk I'm for... I'm not saying I'm going to cap myself at 700. I'm going to up the bar much more than that. But that's where we're going. Where we can sit down and talk for a little bit and boom. Yeah, we just got uh, we just made two stacks yeah. for this episode. Well, we're going to get way more than that. But this is a start. And it starts here. We appreciate you watching, hanging out. Again, stay blessed. Be nice to one another. And... Use your turn signals because it's not it's not nice to come into the you know cut people off stuff like that. I want to show you my baby, but he's not here. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So um, any closing remarks? Guys, have a good one. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you. Peace and love. Yeah. Peace. Peace.